Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, September 15th. And I could start out on a bad note and say we're both we were both losers this weekend, but I will say instead that fall is right around the corner and I couldn't be more excited. Tom, what's up? Not much, man. I'm just dreading the fact that the Jets have to play Bill Belichick and the Patriots this week. How are you? We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. The Jets are not far off. They they they're not far off. But we'll obviously I have some very it. strong comments to make about the Jets. Good, good. Um, we obviously have a lot to get to. We're gonna do most of the day today or the show today. Um, going over NFL Week One. Uh, a lot of different storylines there. You know, rookie QBs. Uh, things like that. Um, uh, the Browns have not won an opener since '99. I don't. I, I just at this point, I don't think it's ever going to change. They're just not going to win an opener ever. Um, uh, screw the Chiefs coach who pushed Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison was an idiot to push him back, but that Chiefs coach should absolutely be um, disciplined. Uh, find that dude because he sucks. Um, and Monday night was, at least I thought it was one of the best games of the weekend, if not by far the best game of the weekend. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, Ohio State's dead. So we'll get into that a little bit too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, I, I will say, I guess for Ohio, oh, no, that's not true. Cincinnati won the Bengals won. So yeah. Um, in overtime. We'll get to them, of course. There are so many things that I have to say about that. Uh, today in sports history, in 19 – oh, this is a good one. I This is just filled with things that I have absolutely no idea what is going on. In 1928, Kent leg spinner Alfred Tick Freeman takes 2-102 and 4 for 75 for the rest of England versus Lancashire to become only bowler to take 300 wickets, 304 – in an English cricket season. Um, at this job I was working, we actually did have a, a, a guy who was an Indian guy, and he, I worked with him one day, and he knew cricket, and I, he talked to me for about four hours about it. I still have, like, I still read that sentence, and I'm like, I have no idea what that means, so. I have no, I, I, I don't know if you saw on, like, ESPN or whatever, do you see the cricket match where the ball was like hit out into wherever and the dog came out and like snatched the ball and everyone was chasing the dog. Oh uh, no, I got to see oh, that though. That, that was hilarious. I was laughing my butt off. <laughs> That's the only thing I have to add to cricket today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then of course the other big U S sport in 1962 was Australia's first entry in the America's cup yacht race. Um, I can't remember what the big yacht race is called. Wasn't it uh, in like Newport? I, I don't know where it is, where it is, what it's called, but there was like it was like two or three years ago. It was like one of the greatest comebacks in like all of sports, even though yachting it really isn't sports. Um, <laughs> the U.S. was down like so bad with like only a certain amount of legs left, and they won. Um, I mean, let's be honest; uh, it's a rich guy sport. So, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, in 2002, Oakland quarterback Rich Gannon – I forgot about Rich Gannon – begins Gannon. NFL record-tying uh, Court Warner, Steve Young, streak of six consecutive 300-yard passing gains, throwing for 403 yards in the Raiders' 30-17 victory at Pittsburgh. 2002 was the Raiders' Bucks, correct? 
That sounds right, actually, I think. Because I remember 2000 was the Ravens. And 2001. That was Brady's first. I think that was Brady. And then 2002. No, I thought I thought 2001, 2002 was Brady. He had his first uh, two-peat. Um, I'm looking it up. Yeah, 2002 was uh, the Patriots. Yeah, uh, yeah. they beat the Rams 20-17. So who was 2001? That might have been the greatest show on turf, the one that the Rams actually No, won. that was 99. Oh, you're right. That was 99. Um, right. Yeah, the Super Bowl, 2001 was the uh, Ravens, and then 2000 was the Bucks. I think. Oh, okay, 2000 to 2001 season. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm like almost positive the the Ravens won in 2000. No, they didn't. Uh, no, they didn't. What? I'm so. Con- uh, the 2000 Super Bowl was well, well, the wait, Rams the 99, beating the Titans. Okay, so that's the 99 to 2000. I was saying the 2000 to 2001. 2001. Yeah, yeah, that was the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the 2000 season, and then the, yeah, that's like, the this Ravens. Is the 2021. The yeah. Okay. I, when did the maybe 2000 the Bucks won under John Gruden, didn't they? Yeah, but I think that they was beat the like, Raiders. Oh no, but he wasn't the coach. Oh yeah, he was. No, John Gruden was the coach. I'm. Oh, I want to say that was like 97. No, was, no, Bucks Raiders was uh 2003. 2003. Okay, on the other end. <laughs> yeah. Um. Guess who performed at halftime? Wow, this is crazy. Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. Okay. That sounds right. like a pumped-up lineup. Anyway. Yeah. Back to right. the sports. Um, that was like a little mini trivia. <laughs> all right. Two questions today. Uh, on Sunday, Trey Lance threw a touchdown on his first pass attempt in the NFL. Who is the last rookie quarterback to do the same thing? I mean – it's been in the last 20 years. Are we counting Sam Darnold throwing a pick six on his first pass attempt? No, but that is also in my uh, something like Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, oh, my I, God. That's funny as heck. <laughs> um, Wait, that's my next question. What? Yeah, in the 2018 NFL season, Sam Darnold and the Jets played Detroit in their opener. On his first uh, pass, Darnold threw a pick six. <laughs> Who was the defender? Um, I think that was – it's multiple choice. There's the answers on the outline. I don't see it. I didn't put it on there. No. Okay. Uh, Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, Jeff Okuda, Christian Jones. I want to say it was Quandre Diggs, but I feel like that's wrong. That is correct. Oh, Quandre okay. Diggs. Um, all anyway. right. Now back to the original question. Do you know who the last quarterback to throw a touchdown on his first NFL pass was? You're gonna slap yourself for uh, if you don't get this because it's if you think of a situational qu- quarterback, especially at this time, it like uh, it makes sense. Situational. Uh, I mean Justin Fields didn't he throw a touchdown? No, he ran it for a touchdown. Uh, um, Tim Tebow. Oh. Makes sense. I mean, you know, you yeah, get no, in the goal line. Yeah, yeah. Throw that stupid jump pass that doesn't work anymore because it's a stupid play. Um, but yeah, that was Remember Tim when Don Terry Poe threw that jump pass for the touchdown? 
I do. He was that like was the heaviest really player weird. to throw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really, really weird. Like that was just really, really weird. <laughs> um, all right, so let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, I saved R two for last because I figure we kind of you know go on them. We, we can either talk as much or talk as little as we want. So uh, we'll go to our teams last. Um, Fine. Man. So let's uh. let's start out. Let's start out. Oh, this is a great place to start. All right, uh, Seahawks versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, oh, my secondary score. hometown team. I and um, I don't know. I, I should have put the scores on all these. I didn't put the scores. Um, I think but, they. I think Indy got blown out. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, Russell Wilson uh, looked like looked good. He threw four touchdowns for two hundred fifty-four yards. Um, I have a buddy. This is. I'm asking for a friend. Um, this guy I know, he asked his buddy who he should start, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, and he said Aaron Rodgers. And that dude, he's going to kill that. My, my buddy's going to kill his buddy now. Yeah. I mean. Uh, to put it into context, yes, if you watched our Sunday show, Tom said, yes, you should start Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson, which I don't blame you at all, to be honest, because – Three points. I mean, people have bad games. That's just an anomaly. It has to be yeah. an anomaly, or it has to be that he just doesn't want to play football anymore. Well, and um, I know that this is jumping the gun a little bit, but after the right, game, you know, screw it. We're going to Saints. We're going to Saints Green Bay. All right, we'll talk about kind of yeah. Well, I don't really have anything to to say real quick about the Seahawks Colts game except for the fact that uh, it didn't look like Indy was really put together um, on either side of the ball, which is kind of concerning. It was. Um, it, 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 uh, once like he wasn't terrible, he wasn't good. I, their receiving core, like, I like Michael yeah. Pittman, I think we both do. I, I like Paris Campbell as well, Pittman. I think he could be decent. It, it, their offense is just bad. Like, Jonathan Taylor couldn't get the run game going. Um, that offensive line isn't Quentin Nelson out though, that might make a difference. Yeah, I think he was, or he was playing, yeah, because he. He That's was injured. Yeah, he was Lying. injured. Yeah, but I mean, so Hines and Taylor combined for 12 catches. Uh, Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, the two running backs. The rest of the team caught 13. So, like, obviously T.Y. Hilton's not there for them, but he's getting older as well. Like, it, the Colts just don't – I they don't have it this year, I don't think. I, I think it was a good idea to bring Carson Wentz back with his OC or quarterback coach or whatever. And it maybe – I, I would say, like, when I looked over all the games, like my immediate first thoughts kind of thing like that, my immediate first thought when I was looking over the box score of this game was the Colts need to draft a first-round wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I said this, maybe not on the show, but I at least talked about this after the trade had happened. Um, they they should have been, them and, and the Packers should have been the two teams basically fighting and bidding each other up for Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially for the Colts to let him go to the division rival Titans who were looking to, you know, come for blood this year. I mean... They they sh- they really need another another number one receiver, and they should honestly trade for one as fast as they can. Yeah, I, I it's just it, I, I mean, there were so many receivers out there this offseason, too. I mean, Corey Davis looks like he's going to be really good, and we'll talk about him when we get to the uh, Jets. 
bet, bet, I won bench wide receiver bench warmer of the week in one of my leagues because Corey <laughs> Davis had 26 points. Um, I started him everywhere. I had I had the best play of the week. <laughs> I, I we'll talk about fantasy. I'm not mad. I didn't start Corey Davis though because Debo Samuel had a huge yeah. No, he had a big day. That was good. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I just they, I, I there were so many like Kenny Galladay was out there. I, they could have gotten a number one wide receiver, either relatively cheap or and relatively easy. Like Galladay, I mean, you sign him, but who else is? I guess I don't know who else is Indy giving money to. DeForest Buckner, Malcolm, or is the name Malcolm, the linebacker Darius Darius Leonard. Like who uh, else gets money from them? Nelson. Quinn and Nelson for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like they're paying they're not paying too much for their secondary, I don't think. Um, they're paying the defensive line a lot, I know. Um, but yeah, I really don't know who's taking up all the cast because I actually think the Colts still have and they have had for the past couple of years like the a top three cap space. They're just not spending any money on anyone. And and Carson Wentz has obviously brought that number down because he's getting a lot of money. Um, but they definitely have money to spend. And something that I just thought of while we were talking about it, and I was thinking about trades for number one receivers. What would you give up if you were the Colts to go get Mike Evans? Because Mike Evans does not look like the Mike Evans of old on the Bucks. They don't look like they need him. No. Because Godwin, one of my worst picks in fantasy. Just I, I thought he was going to be their go-to. It's clearly Godwin and Brown and Gronk. But yeah, and Gronk on. exactly. Mike Evans used to be the red zone threat, and he used to be the guy that Winston would haul the ball up to, and he'd go up and get it because of how big he is. Brady doesn't do that. Brady is going to let Chris Godwin work. He's going to let Antonio Brown be the Antonio Brown of old, apparently. Yeah, and we, um, we can we can say all we want about Tom Brady, and yes, he's probably the greatest ever. But let's be honest, he has lived and made a career off of crossing routes in like slants and things like that. And he yeah, makes like, your average big play, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he he's a guy who works the short and mid game, and then the occasional long ball when he needs to. That's yeah. why Randy Moss was great that one year that they played together, but. It was because they had two or three other receivers working the short and mid that opened up Moss to do a one-on-one. Yeah, and Moss was just probably the best receiver in the history of football. So one of even in his older age. But so you say Mike Evans. I have someone that probably could come cheaper for you, and you might be surprised by it. I'm willing to let OBJ go. I, yeah, we'll, we'll get. You know what? I'm just gonna we'll, we'll talk about it when we can get to it because I, I like I said we need to save it till the end so we know what we can talk about. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't give up Jonathan Taylor. No, I honestly but, the but, Bucks- but the same the, the thing is like we say it all the time like they could trade a third round pick for a number one receiver. I think. Well, not even that. Think about the Bucks situation right now. They they're all locked in. They have all their starters coming back. They have a bunch of their draft capital still remaining, but Brady's old. And some of the other guys that they're keeping are old. They're going to need to rebuild soon. Once Brady retires, everything's falling apart. Cause you're not only are you losing Brady, you're losing Gronk in the process. You're losing a bunch of the guys who came here on one year deals in the process. So you're going to need to start rebuilding, not this year, but soon. 
if you're the Colts, you saw Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger both produce in preseason before Ellinger got hurt. They both looked really good. Kyle Trask apparently has not looked good at all in Tampa. For Mike Evans, would you flip one of those young quarterbacks along with another prospect, maybe Paris Campbell in return, another speed guy who can run the short and, and mid routes and maybe get some deep balls? Because I, I would. I would trade Eason and Campbell in a pick for Mike Evans if I'm the Colts. If you're the Colts and you bring in Mike Evans and you have Pittman and Hilton and who's their slot guy? Pascal? I mean, yeah, you- I, I just I, – I don't think – I don't think Jacob Eason or Ellinger. I mean, yeah, they looked good. I, it, yeah, I mean, it basically answers your question. Yes, I have no problem giving up either Jacob. I, they can take both of them. I, whatever. Like, I, I just don't think that gets it done. I think teams are going to want draft picks, and we've said this before. The chances of finding uh, it, Mike Evans is a little bit different story because he's getting older now. Um, it's different when he was younger, but the chances of finding a Mike Evans in the draft are like one in 40, one in 50. So yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was just looking at the stats and I was, I was just shocked by, um, by, by the receiving numbers. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, this is a new, uh, part of the show. We're going to do one week, every week we're going to do one elimination team. Um, Basically, you eliminate them. They can't win the Super Bowl. Um, well, I'll keep a list of it. And um, if one of those teams does win the Super Bowl, one of us will have to do something weird. So, um, but the Colts, the Colts are uh, the Colts are my elimination team this week. I just, I mean, even if Carson Wentz goes back to like his MVP, the MVP season he had before he got hurt, like there's just not a lot around him. And I don't feel like they're using Jonathan Taylor like the way they should be. Like Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion, should have at least 20 carries a game and probably seven to eight targets. But yeah, I mean, Taylor needs to be a vital part of the offense because when, when he did have that great season, it was because he was backed by a good running game that allowed him to open the ball up. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I will say uh, on the Seattle side as well, it seemed like Pete Carroll or whoever the OC is, uh, I, I don't know who it is, they opened up the playbook a little bit more, which was good, and I think they should open it up more because let's be – I mean, Cars, or, uh, Chris Carson still had 91 yards, and Russell Wilson was out there able to wing it. And when you have guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, like, yeah. So, I, I once again, the NFC West is loaded, so – well, we'll move on. Uh, another kind of shocking uh, – yeah, I guess I'll say I, I'm, I was pretty shocked by it. Steelers versus the Bills. Um, yeah. I did not go according to plan for Buffalo. They looked great in the first half. And then the second half – I this is what I always chalk a, a game like this up to. They were playing to not lose. They weren't playing to win. Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, they, they looked lifeless. They looked like they didn't want to keep being there. And then the game got away from him. It, it was, it, it, I mean, it was ridiculous. It, the decision to healthy scratch Zach Moss makes even less sense now. Um, uh, I don't think he was a healthy scratch. I think he actually was hurt. Okay, so he was a healthy scratch. Makes no sense. Um, 
and it's supposed to be a big year for Josh Allen. Obviously, there's going to be more to come, but looking at that game this past weekend, he has gotten no better than he was last year. I mean, he threw well, 51 what was times. 51 times. How many did he complete? 30. I, it's almost, 30. I think it's just about 60%. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, but he threw for, what was it, 270, 275, something like that with a touchdown? Yeah, um, one touchdown. I mean, that, like you said, that's not great. That's not terrible. But for a guy who was in MVP contention last year and is supposed to be an MVP contender again this year, one touchdown's not going to do it. And it, it's unfortunate that that's how it started. But you do have to kind of give a little uh, bump up on the Steelers' defense from where they already were. Everyone was saying they were going to take a step down this year. They came out and actually beat a good team for once. Yeah, I mean, and people always talk about, like, coaches will always say, you know, special teams, special team. I mean, that block punt changed everything. 100%. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't put all the blame on Josh Allen on the offense. I, I mean, they had, like, I'm not, when they, I said they had, they had no running game at all. Like, so it, they they need to be able to balance that out better. I, I, I'm probably going to disappoint you in saying this, but, the way they started and like the way I kind of see that, that that game went, it reminds me a little bit of the 2019 Browns who came in with a lot of hype and, but just weren't able to, you know, like injuries hit them. And then like, they weren't able to, you know, balance run and pass and their defense was terrible. So I, I'm not, uh, no means am I putting slamming the panic button, but this was definitely not what, People expected, and you know you got to give props to the Steelers. Once again, another box score that I was looking at, and I'm like, how do they win this game? I mean, Big Ben. Uh, oh, I don't have a stats in here. Dang it! Um, he threw the ball over 50 times, I believe. Um, he only had one touchdown. Um, but T.J. Watt is uh, disgusting. Um, he's so good. Uh, Melvin Ingram ended up being, he made an impact. Uh, that was a good offseason signing. I wanted the Browns to go after him. Um, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I was surprised. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh yeah. And of course, Najee Harris, I mean, like the Steelers have a game and they win. Like the only thing I can cheer for is if you have a good game and you suck, I am worried about their offensive line. I am worried about Steelers offensive line. They, uh, they, they just, they, I, they're terrible. They try, they try and like redo it every year. It, it, it's just weird. So I, 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 they have a terrible offensive line. I don't blame Najee Harris entirely. And this is just going to be another season where big Ben literally sits in the pocket for only probably three seconds and then just throws it to Claypool. Deontay or, Johnson. Deontay Johnson got hurt. Did he? Was I? Did he finish the game? I, I know he went out for a play when I was watching it or two. I, he was, yeah, he seemed hurt. Um, but uh, I, I, I think we kind of covered all anything else on the Bills Steelers. Yeah, he's not hurt. He came out for a play. I know that. So yeah, probably shaken up. But mm-hmm. he's good. It's okay. Don't need to worry. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, Josh Allen. Also, I will say last thing. Stop running the ball, dude. Stop. Like he's a big guy, I get it, and he can do that. Let's also not 
think of him as Tim Tebow, though, where if Tim Tebow went out and ran like he got hurt, it was like, okay, he kind of sucks at quarterback. Like, Josh, you cannot be out there running when the team just put – I mean, it's got to be the biggest contract in Bill's history. So – I know that he's has the most guaranteed money in the league right now, I think. Yeah, I think he does too. Um, so I, I just – they need to – I don't know if they're designed runs or what they are, but they need to cut down on them because – it, 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 it yeah. It, it well, or he needs to learn to slide and just take what he can get instead of trying to put his body on the line and try to extend the ball where it's going to get knocked out of his hands for a fumble. Like, just take what you can get sometimes, man. Yeah. And I mean, Josh Allen's always going to be the type of player that, you know, even when he, like, even when he has a great game, there's going to be one or two plays where you're like, what the fuck were you thinking, dude? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, on to another just, barn burner game um the eagles versus the falcons i don't really have anything to say about the falcons other than they drafted the best tight end probably to come out of college in uh, five ten years um he had an okay debut not good i wasn't impressed with him but they i mean it's almost getting to a point where i think there's something going on like their red zone offense is so bad I don't get it. Well, and that's why you drafted Kyle Pitts. He's supposed to be the guy that's going to get open. You got rid of Julio because you couldn't keep him because you couldn't keep him happy, but you never utilized Julio the right way because he's a big dude that would be your red zone threat, but you only ever got him yardage. But you got Kyle Pitts to come in and be your red zone threat, and you don't even target. I don't even – I think – and I I, – hope that this was right because I didn't watch the entire game, but every time I flipped in to tune into it, every time they're in the red zone, they didn't even target Kyle Pitts No, in the red zone. I mean, other than honestly in the passing game format, Ryan, other than, um, shoot, sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. I just got an email. My bad. God. Um, um, but yeah, uh, I also, I'm going to come out here and say this. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. I do. Uh, he's he's taken over the reign as the most sackable quarterback in the NFL. And you've got to look <laughs> at it like I think Stafford's probably a little bit better than um, Matt Ryan. I wouldn't say a ton better, but he's a little bit better. Well, I mean, we all saw the game Sunday night. I, I You can't tell me that it had Matt Ryan got traded to L.A., he wouldn't have put up the same numbers that Stafford did. Fair enough. The only problem, yeah, I, I mean, we both agree. I really like Stafford. I do. But I do. <laughs> he just, I, it, it, and I, and he deserved it, and I'm happy for him. But, like, he just got lucky and that Scott McVay, you know, was like, oh, I'll trade my 2037 first-round pick for you. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Stafford, uh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, uh, the Falcons, uh, crazy. I, anything on the Eagles, really? Jalen Hurts, I will say, looked more like an NFL quarterback uh, yeah. on Sunday. I still not a believer in him, um, but uh, he looked okay. And uh, apparently, we were wrong about Devonta Smith, and he is indeed big enough to play in the NFL. Yeah, that was uh, going to be my contribution. I mean, he he looked pretty legit, and honestly. Jalen Rager impressed me a little bit too. He's a guy that I've absolutely despised because I, 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 go ahead. 
I was gonna say he went the one pick before Justin Jefferson. So I was like always like kind of like a what the hell is wrong with with him kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the Eagles look good. Um, but like I said, I'm not a firm believer in <clears throat> Jalen Hurts, but I they don't really have any other option. And then so you look at this, if Jalen Hurts gets you seven wins, you probably hang on to him for another year. But uh yeah, it, it was a boring game. Um but yeah, but Devontae Smith, it turns out that if you're fast enough, you don't really have to, you know, be big. So, oh, right. side tangent, side tangent. Um, so, you know how I was telling you about my dad's fantasy draft and how it went Mahomes <laughs> and Tyreek Hill, one and two picks, and he took Tyreek Hill. Uh, he, as I uh, – Earlier this week, he was like, uh, that looked, turned out to be a good pick, huh? Because he did have 197 points – or uh, no, 197 receiving yards. I was like, screw you, John. Get out of here. Um, it's not a great pick. Yeah. I, it's what I told him. I was like, it's going to come back and haunt you at some point. Yeah, he had a great week one. but yeah, It's like it. in this one league that I'm in, someone offered me before the, the year started because I said that I was open to hearing trade offers. This guy sends me a trade offer of – Oh gosh! All right, I'm gonna pull it up just so that I can. I, I remember it had Curtis Samuel involved in it. Uh, I want to say like some running back and Amari Cooper for Devontae Adams. Like it, it was Amari Cooper, Curtis Samuel, and some running back that I hadn't heard of in a minute, and it was for. Oh God, where is it? Uh, you talk. I'm gonna try and find the exact trade. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, I, I'll, I'll move on to oh. the Vikings and Bengals. Wait, it was Curtis Samuel, Gus Edwards before he tore his ACL, and Amari Cooper for Devontae Adams. And after Week One, which by the way, Samuel and Edwards both ended up getting hurt. Um, they're on the IR. Obviously, Edwards is out for the season. Samuel's out until at least week seven, I believe it is. Um, but the guy messaged me, and he was like, oh, you should have done that trade for Amari Cooper because he had a great week one, and Devontae Adams didn't. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trading Devontae Adams for a guy who's going to have two big weeks the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right, cool. All right. Uh we are free to go as long as we want. So, you know, I talked to Michael. We're going to push that till tomorrow. So we're good to go. I'm not looking at the clock anymore. Um, uh, Vikings-Bengals. Oddly enough, one of the more interesting games of the day. Um, the first thing I will say, uh, you can just, you know, go ahead right now, clap it up for me uh, with Jamar Chase. Um, get, come on, round of applause. Golf snaps at least. Golf one, snaps. One week. Okay, well, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, he was good. Uh, the Vikings suck. Uh, the Vikings, I, I, I don't know how Vikings fans go into every year with this. Like, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, like, he had good numbers. He's the most boring quarterback. He really doesn't throw the ball downfield at all. Like, I hate Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. And like I could care less about him. I, I I can't watch him. I hate him. The only reason I kept that game on was because our boy Joe Burrow was playing. Our boy. Yeah. 
Um, Did you see his interview after Jamar Chase got yeah, done? I thought Jamar yeah, Chase could. Funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, thought, I thought he couldn't catch anything. Yeah. Well, uh, I do have an interesting theory about that. I do think that, like, maybe Jamar Chase, like, dropped a couple passes in practice one day, and then obviously he drops them in the preseason. I, I think people obviously overreacted, but it was bad. So I wouldn't say it was a huge overreaction. I also think that nowadays that, like, He's so athletically gifted that maybe he was just like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with these guys in the preseason. Like maybe like, like, like how can I trick PFT into saying into me uh, saying that the white stripes are on the ball. So I can't catch it. So um, I don't know. Uh, uh, so the Vikings, uh, I, I, We'll get to the Bengals last because I think the Bengals are one of the more impressive teams of the weekend, even though they almost blew it. The Vikings have to be one of the most disappointing teams of week one. I mean, they're they're. It's hard to disappoint if I have no expectation for you. Like I, I'm in with your boat. I, I absolutely despise Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's a good quarterback. You and I both know how I feel about his backup, Kellen Mond. Uh. I, I don't know how much longer Kirk Cousins is going to be able to do this dance with, with Minnesota. His contract is huge. I thought he signed some smaller deal recently. Am I wrong? I If you can find it, maybe. Um, uh, I got but, it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, his deal is crazy. I was – <laughs> and I didn't watch the full game, obviously, but um, like, where was Dalvin Cook? Like, I mean, no obviously, <laughs> I think once we get once we get down to Arizona and Tennessee, but supposedly the two of the top three running backs in the league were pretty much absolutely shut down in Week One. They were non-existent. Um, at least I know Derrick Henry was, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Kirk Cousins, by the way, signed a two-year extension for sixty-six million dollars. Jesus Christ, thirty-three <laughs> million a year. Yeah, well, his signing bonus was uh, thirty, so his average salary was thirty-three, but his signing bonus was thirty. So he's getting twenty-one million dollars this year, along with ten million in signing. And then next year he gets thirty-five million on salary and ten million uh, at signing. So he's sixty-six million dollars for stat padding in the fourth quarter from Kirk Cousins. It's I was watching. Uh, you probably saw it, and I this is I mean, it's recent news, so whatever. Uh, they had Woe John yesterday. Um, they were talking on ESPN, and they were talking about like John Wall. Like they both he they him and the Rockets agreed that. Uh, they they're going to part ways. They're going to try and find a trade, blah, blah, blah. And Woj is like, I have never really come across a contract that's untradeable, but this is pretty close. Like John yeah. Wall is owed $91 million over the next two years. So, but that, and that's going to have to work out a buyout. Like that's the only answer, but he already said, no, he was like, I'm not buying out. I'm not giving back my money. So it, uh, it, it, it I'm going to change the world. I'm going to become an agent. We're just going to do all one year deals in every sport. Like just that's how what, it what, should be. What, what, what can you do for me now? Um, uh, the last thing we'll say about the Vikings, cause they were okay last year. They were, they were, they were decent. 
I think that what we're seeing with the Vikings offense really now, uh, Kevin Stefanski, obviously he was the OC, but he played, I, I, he may have been the mastermind of that offense. Like, I, I, I don't know. I love Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, but it seems like, like once he left, they've kind of, I mean, obviously they have Jefferson, Thielen, uh, Cook, so they were able to do okay last year, but yeah, I think Stefanski did a lot of the heavy lifting there. Um, but now to the better team, uh, the oh, of course. Uh, after we are, you know, talk about Tyreek Hill and my dad's pick. Of course, his running back we drafted in the fourth round, Joe Mixon, decided to have a good game, and he was like, "Oh my god, I've had the best draft ever!" Oh my, I was like, "You got lucky in week one." All right, bro. Um, so I, I'm not a big Joe Mixon fan, I would say, but like I do kind of. Yeah, we don't we him. don't approve what he does. Yes, but I do root for him on the football field. And my one friend, when I was doing a startup keeper league one mm-hmm. year, he took Joe Mixon in the first, and it was the year that – actually, I think it was two years ago, and he disappointed. And then uh, his brother took him last year when he only played five games. So my friend, who's in um, both of the leagues with us, or uh, in the one league with you, uh, Yanni, he absolutely despises Joe Mixon and basically just like poops on his parade every time that Joe Mixon does good. But I played Yanni this week and I had Joe Mixon as my starting running back to his Delvin cook. And I made a bet with him because they were playing each other, playing the defenses or whatever, because Vikings, Bengals, whatever. I made a bet with him about Joe Mixon outplaying Dalvin cook for lunch at this place that is near campus. And he now owes me some lunch. So Yanni, you're going to be paying up on that Luciana's real quick. Yeah. I mean, get like a, get the most expensive thing on the menu. It's the only way. No, to do no, it. no. I think he, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get my usual order and then a margarita. <laughs> All right. I, I figured out my elimination. Oh, a margarita. It's not, even when I was drinking, I was never a fan of margaritas. It, it's like it was almost like too tropical for me. I was like, yeah. See, I'm not like, a huge fan of margaritas either, but it's a Mexican place, so they're good. Oh well, yeah. I mean, is it one of those places that have like the huge margaritas and you set out like six straws? I've been to one of those places. It's very. I think you can, but they also have personal. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, Joe Mixon was good. Um, Joe Burrow balled out. Zach Taylor, he tried to lose the game. Um, going for that fourth and one <laughs> was only 30. Like, yeah, I, I like when like you, you step out and like, let's be bold, let's be bold, let's go for it. That was just fucking stupid. And he's lucky as hell that Burrow audibled out of that. So, um, good for him, good for them. Uh, I don't think Zach Taylor's that good of a coach, but, um, Whatever. Uh, I think Joe Burrow I, – I will say this. We drafted Joe Burrow. I was high on him. I love him. I still do. And then the the first week of training camp or whatever, the story started coming out that he was you know getting antsy in the pocket because of his knee. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of started to worry. I was kind of like, well, if we have a quarterback in our super flex that isn't going to do very well, it's kind of not using the super flex the right way. Um but now I think Joe Burrow's back on path. I, I, I really do think Joe Burrow is going to be a top top ten quarterback in the league at some point. I, I, 
I love Baker Mayfield. I would rather have Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, I, I agree 100% with that. And we'll get to this game too, but I was very, very disappointed. And I sort of knew that we shouldn't have played him, but I was kind of disappointed that Herbert did as poorly as he did. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get there. But our other quarterback did great. <laughs> Which one? We have Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. Yeah, Burrow and Herbert. No, no, no. The other quarterback that we didn't play. Was it Darnold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, I have Darnold on three of my teams. Like, uh, well, obviously we'll talk about it, but yeah, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, this was a something that I was thinking of, and I don't really. It's really kind of you know, trading the same thing for the same thing, kind of, and you're not really. No one's really getting better, and but no one's getting worse either. I would float OBJ out there for Thielen. How old isn't Thielen like 31? He's 31, but you also got to remember that OBJ, he's an outside receiver, but he his speed is what what does it for him. And uh, obviously, we'll get to the Browns game. Anthony Schwartz making those three huge catches. You look great. I mean, we'll talk about it, but like, I was shocked he even played. He basically didn't do training camp. I think that the Browns have uh, like he's going to be their speedster. Like. Anthony Schwartz is going to be their speedster. I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill, but he's going to be able to be, I mean, some of the routes I watched on the All-22, I mean, he is he is one of those athletes just that, that just has another level of speed. Um, so I wouldn't mind getting a big receiver in the end zone like Thielen, who's strong and whatever. We'll talk about it when we get it down to the Browns because I, I have a lot of things to say about that. Um, I, also, I would have loved this game to finish in a tie. It would have been great. Um, always love opening week ties. Oddly Joe enough, second in two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Bengals have never scored an offensive touchdown in overtime in their history. Really? Yes. So <laughs> that's why they always seem like they're going to tie because they just don't score touchdowns in the <laughs> overtime. Um, Unless you have anything about that, I think we'll get to 49ers lines, which is another uh, oh my lot of things, a lot of things to take from here. Um, Trey Lance first pass touchdown. Um, normally, I would say then let's get the let's get the tr- hype uh, the Trey Lance hype train going. Let's just like you know get him on the field. Jimmy G looked okay. He looked pretty good. He looked uh, serviceable. Um, so and, go ahead. Back, back it up just for a second. Why did Lance go in? Do you know? Like, did Garoppolo get like shaken up or something and he came in? Or were they just like, hey, now seems like a good time to let Trey Lance be the first quarterback, uh, Ricky, to throw a touchdown? It honestly wouldn't surprise me if that was like Kyle Shanahan's thinking, like, hey, let's get him as the rookie. He could throw the first touchdown and I'll start his career right. It wouldn't surprise me. But I also think they obviously, like, I'm sure they do. And I'm not sure if this was what happened because I don't know what happened. Uh, but I'm sure they have packages for Trey Lance around the goal line. So probably, but at that point, like if that's the thought process, why not just start him at that point? Like, mm. and I get it's because Jimmy G has a monster contract, but like, come on. Yeah. And we're going to get to that same thing with the bears as well. Yes. yes. I, I, I think <laughs> I, well, well, uh, I, there's one rookie quarterback that I don't think maybe should start ever again, but we'll get to him as well. So, um, 49ers Lions. What? <laughs> so I think I know who that is. Ah, uh, you never know. Um, 
one thing I want to say about San Francisco. Um, oh, who's the? Is it there? There is an NBA team or an MLB team that, or it's the Mets too. I think like their training staff sucks. Like everyone always gets hurt. Like what is going on in San Francisco? Like they're all just hurt. Them and, and Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very surprised by the Trey Sherman, Trey Sherman healthy scratch because I read up on that. That was a healthy scratch. It was. And it's Did basically you- because he doesn't really play special teams. And they had Moster going in as the starter and things like that. So, oh, really? Uh, Trey I Sherman, just- yeah, does. He, I mean, I, I think he's on maybe one unit. But other than that, like their other rookies are on multiple units of it and stuff. So that's why they got it, which I mean, Kyle Shannon's a smart guy. So I understand that. So um, I actually thought, I, I thought I heard in a press interview after the fact, um, Kyle Shanahan basically, he was asked the question, you know, why was Sermon a healthy scratch when Mitchell and Jamal Hasty, Elijah Mitchell and Jamal Hasty were on the active roster? You know, uh, Mitchell was a, a rookie taken three rounds after Trey Sermon. So why why was he on and, and Sermon wasn't? And Shanahan's answer basically was, yeah, over the summer and in camp, Mitchell outplayed Sermon. So, you know, we took him over Sermon. He was like, they were like the last guy on or whatever, which well, I thought was a very interesting comment. I I read that in a different way. I read that in the way that Mitchell outplayed Sermon in the fact that he's on multiple, he's on kickoff, punt, all those. So he's more valuable. And I understand that. That's like, you go into that game with Mostert, Mostert's probably going to get 70% of the carries and then whoever's behind him, maybe 30%. So it's really not a huge loss not having Sermon. I'm also still obsessed with Sermon. I still think he's going to be good. Uh, One of the guys in our league tried to trade me um Nelson Algalore and um and wait which league your league my what okay they tried to trade I, me Nelson Algalore and um Henderson from the Bills for Sermon and I was like no I can't Henderson. do it I, I told him Kenyon Drake's on the block though if they want him Henderson Henderson Hen- the the Bills running back short Single- guy Singletary? No. God damn it. All right. Let me look it up. There's sing- the Bills running backs are Devin okay, Singletary. Yes, it's Singletary then. It has to be Singletary. Yeah, it has to be Singletary. <laughs> Singletary, uh, Zach Moss. Hold on. I'm looking it up. All right. That's, um, funny. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not going to lie. All right, well, um, I said no to the trade. Well, here, hold on. Let me look and see if I can see his roster. I just want to see your fucking roster, dude. Okay, this is too hard. I don't know what's going on. I don't – this <laughs> – all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just really do think he's going to be good. Um, I will probably be proven wrong when he's probably maybe another healthy scratch this week, and then maybe I'll think about trading him. But uh, I'm – I for whatever reason, I just – well – I think going forward for fantasy, especially for me, I think taking a running back that plays in Kyle Shanahan's system is a, just always a good idea. I mean, Trent Richardson can run through the holes that those guys create and the, the machines they use. So uh, good for them. Um, I, but you also have to give credit to the Lions. They didn't give up. They, they just uh, they didn't give up. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with their coach. I think it has a lot to do with Dan Campbell. Um, kind of a hard-nosed guy. 
Um, yeah, but that uh, so good for the 49ers, but that wasn't the biggest, even the, even the biggest story about the game. The biggest story of the game is, is DeAndre Swift a murderer? I, I brought that, that up to you. I told you about it. Did that, you you um, told me about shows. that? I did. I, I so I was. Looking I said it was all over I Twitter, man. Just, that's what I, I know. I, so, is there been clarification? Is he a murderer or? I uh, I true. I don't really think it's true because I don't either. But it's, police are not. Go. Are we delayed? No, go. Uh, police are not allowed to talk about ongoing investigations to the press, so I don't really believe it from that perspective because the first report was this guy heard from a police officer that it was true. And I'm like, well, anyone who's a police officer knows they're not allowed to talk about an ongoing murder investigation until it's like concluded or until they have more evidence. So I don't really me. think it's true. But it's very interesting to say the yeah, least. Yeah, but that's awesome, though. See, like, I, oh, I yeah, love that. Like the hour before his first game of the year, you know, just, hey, DeAndre Swift murdered you. And it could be a fake all, I want, all at once. But, hey, I'm going to follow that storyline all day long. Um, probably on to maybe – I mean, Kyler Murray, Hale Murray. Uh, the Cardinals absolutely – dominated the Titans um I, for the Titans it's new season same issues yeah I, I mean the defense is atrocious and, and I, it's so, I it's so bad it's so bad I understand the Cardinal offense is super high powered yeah, but, but Kyler Murray had five total touchdowns I mean it was ridiculous two it, different people had two touchdowns receiving wise and the thing that surprised me, Vrabel's a defensive guy. Apparently. So, That's what they yeah. say. I don't believe it. But. <laughs> I mean, he was a D court. He played linebacker. And he was a D coordinator. He's been a D coordinator for years. Or maybe not years. He was in college for a while as well. Um, all right, but onto the, onto the game, like I said, new story, new season, same story. Julio Jones was a ghost. I don't think I've ever seen more. Well, this is also my first year ever playing fantasy, like that I actually look at. The amount of people that were putting Julio Jones on the trade block was crazy. Yeah, I, I, but I, like, I'm gonna save it for the fantasy show. Uh, I have I have comments about. I keep forgetting the fantasy. fantasy show too. Damn it! Okay, yeah, we gotta stop talking fantasy. I know. Um, I, I said I'm gonna save it. I, I have a rant that I like to do Sunday morning about people and trading. All right, I'll write Remind it down. And we'll remember. Yes. It. <laughs> Remind me, because I have okay, very Tom, strong Sunday memories. morning something trading. I I have a rant about people trading. Rant about people trading. Okay. Um. Well, it's in my notebook now, so it's good. Beautiful. Um. Yeah. Uh. Derrick Henry. A. I, I. The offensive line was bad, but. Dude, if you're the best running back in the league, you sure certainly didn't play like it. Um, I think he had like five points. <laughs> I, I honestly got to say, like, I, I got to give us credit. We've kind of – well, no, you've kind of been saying it. I've been saying it. I, I don't think Derek – like, 
I think there are probably six or seven more valuable running backs in the league, if not 10 more valuable running backs in the league than Derrick Henry, simply just because, and I don't know if he can't catch, like, I guess I don't know um, if he can, if he can't catch then, well, that's a serious issue, but they don't run any screens to him. He stays in and pass blocks most of the time or on passing plays. He's not even in the game. Um, so I, it, it, uh, I mean, th- yeah, like uh, their offense got, it, well, it didn't get better. Their offense, um, uh, it, th- their offense didn't really get any better. Like AJ Brown was still somewhat of a, like he was okay. He had a touchdown, but he still wasn't like, you know, great. Um, like Derrick Henry. See, but saw- I, I put that a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I I put that a lot on the offensive line because not only were they not opening up holes for Henry, they got so much that they had to throw the football, and Tannehill had no time because he. Yeah, I don't, how I many mean, times did he throw in the game? Um, I could look it up. Um, Tannehill. Uh, but all I know is, like, he had no time to throw the ball, and that means that there's no time for the receivers to run their routes and get open. Yeah. So uh, the, the fact that A.J. Brown was not in and Julio Jones was not existing doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, he was 21-35, 212 yards, one T, one interception, 75 rating. Um, yeah, Derrick Henry, though. total sacks? Total sacks, six for 56 yards. He got sacked six times, five of them. By the way, Chandler Jones, go off. I know, right? Uh, so, crazy. Uh, do we think that's because uh, they're doubling up on our, our, our friend JJ? I, I don't know. I, that's a really good question. It might be. It might be. Um, I didn't think about that. But we, we've talked about the time. Go ahead. I was going to say, maybe they like were trying to get Julio more involved in check in because this game they wanted to show off their tiny boy and, and have got to focus on that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I would have used AJ Brown more. Personally. I would have used AJ Brown way more, too. I would have used, I, I mean, the first play of the game, I probably would have thrown a screen to Julio Jones. I mean, easy completion, easy catch, whatever. Um, but we're, we're, we're just talking about the Titans too much. The Cardinals looked really, really good. Kyler Murray is the closest thing there has been. And you can talk to me about Lamar Jackson all you want, um, but Kyler Murray is the closest thing we've ever had to Mike Vick. Like the second coming of Mike I Vick. Sort of, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I mean, we'll obviously get to the Ravens uh, in Monday night and things like that. But Kyler Murray, the one play where he must have ran 50, 60, 70 yards in the backfield, like in the pocket trying to run around and then found um, Ron Dale Moore. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. It, it was a video game. It was. It was a video game. And their offense is awesome. D-Hop is great. Christian Kirk, I am on my fantasy team taking trade requests for him. Um, <laughs> uh, hop uh, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore is so exciting. Like that guy, little guy's awesome. I love him, bro. They called him the human joystick at Purdue. 
I know he. I mean, he was half of the reason that Ohio or that uh, Purdue beat uh, Ohio State that year. Um, yeah. he was really good. Uh, but their offense is awesome. I am. Well, I'm not as worried about the offensive line. I don't think it's great. Um, but then again, Kyler Murray can move around. Um, the only thing, and we've talked about this too, the only thing that I will say for like Arizona fans and people like that is they're going to need to get it done in the next two to three years, um, maybe four, because after that, Kyler Murray is not going to be, you know, Mike Vick anymore. He's not, so – can hope that they that he can. Maybe he stops running around so much and becomes a passer. I I've underestimated his arm. I think a little bit. He's very accurate when he throws the football. Um, it's really the arm strength that worries me. But he showed that that's not really a problem as of right now. I mean, he looks as good of a passer as anyone in the league. Yeah, I agree. So maybe yeah. I think his time can push back a little bit more. Maybe. Oh wow! Opposite take. Okay, okay. I like that. Um, yeah, and. Well, also, totally forgot AJ Green was on the team. Um, did too until you just said that. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think he had many. I don't think he had a big game, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, like you said, Chandler Jones. I mean, an absolute animal. That was crazy. Five um, sacks, bro. Crazy. Oh, I, I think I have the Cardinals to lock in at some point at the end, but I'll, I'll get there. All right, let's move on to uh, the Chargers um, and Washington football team. And I just have to go out and say I'm sorry to Washington football team fans. You did not get to even come close to experiencing Fitzmagic. So that stinks. Um, so unfortunate, bro. I really thought that they could be legit if he was if he played. I know, I know, and like obviously we don't view Fitzpatrick as like like a top tier quarterback, but he ha- is a veteran. He's been there before, and now they're going to go to Taylor Heineke, who I don't think will last as a starting quarterback. So I, he even is, it is people- Ryan Fitzpatrick. It, like it's a big blow. He is t- Taylor Heineke is what everyone thinks. Will be in five years. Taylor Heineke is that guy. <laughs> okay. No arm strength, can run the ball like that. That's the thing as a run guy with a, with a short game. Like I, I have zero faith in Taylor Heineke. I know he looked great in, in that he played in in the postseason, but you're not going to win with Taylor Heineke as starting quarterback. Yeah. No. Um. Uh, Got to give credit to the Chargers. Um, this is a game that if, like, back in his heyday, Phil Rivers is playing for the Chargers, this is a game he loses. 100 out of 100 times, he makes a mistake, does something like that. I love Phil Rivers, but this is a game he loses. So, got to give tra- credit to Justin Herbert. Didn't have a great game, but I guess you got the win. Uh, the bigger question is, I mean, where was the defensive line for Washington? I it's for so Washington, now, other than the uh, touchback that was forced by, um, oh yeah, you know, that was like the worst call I've ever seen in yeah, my life. I didn't, that was I terrible. didn't understand it. It was yeah, I that was, was atrocious. A, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean Chase Young. I, I wouldn't say he's not existing. He was not existing. He rushed. I mean, he got pressured a couple times, but other than that, I mean they're. Maybe it may, did we did we expect too much from the Washington football team defense? I I want to 
give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the Chargers really did make an effort to improve their offensive line, um, drafting Rashawn Slater. Uh, didn't they bring in Corey Lindsley? I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another guy they brought in. I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but they they brought in. Did they bring in the old Steelers tackle, Villanueva? I thought he was on the uh, Ravens. Okay. I was just throwing a name out there. I have no idea. Who no, no. I think I think you were right, but then I think he didn't make the roster or they traded him because no, the Ravens yeah, now you're have definitely him. right. Villanueva is on the Ravens. He's definitely on the Ravens because I remember that because he went from the Steelers to the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, but I I thought they brought him in too, but maybe he didn't make it or he passed. I uh, didn't pass the physical or something. I don't know, but um, they they really they spent a lot of uh, capital overall improving the line. So. Maybe that's what it was. I didn't watch the whole game. Um, I know Rashawn Slater was doing fantastic in his first start because uh, he went head-to-head with either Chase Young or uh, Montez Sweat, and th- there was like a highlight reel for him. He was just doing a great job with the box or whatever, but um, I-, I would put that as more of a Washington didn't know how good the uh, line was, and they didn't pre- uh, prepare for it very well. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I think the Chargers are set up to be good in the next couple of years. Like, I mean, I, I, I think the way you found, like you build a foundation is I personally would rather build the offensive line first and then get the quarterback just because then you completely avoid the Tim Couch thing and the Trevor Lawrence thing that we'll get to. Um, David Carr. Yeah, but um, they they have a young, good offensive line going forward. I think Lindsley is only thirty. In those, I mean, centers and offensive linemen, especially those interior linemen, I mean, they can play to like thirty-five or thirty-six, and I guess tackles too, because Whitworth is somehow still playing. Yeah, I mean, that guy's like almost fifty. I swear. I think he's thirty-nine or forty. <laughs> Every time we talk about like old players in the NFL, it. Just, it's just Tom Brady comes to my head every time, and it's just it's, – it's, 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 like I don't hate him anymore, but it's just insane that – like he doesn't even look old. Like he still has a great head of hair. I, I'm talking too nicely about Tom Brady. We're moving on. <laughs> I don't like him that much. All right. Uh, now to I, – I, one of the more interesting outcomes. <laughs> I want to apologize for anyone that took my word for the Jaguars defense. Oh, um, yeah. I did not know that Tyrod Taylor had somehow turned into Deshaun Watson. Whoa. Um, Tyrod Taylor has always been okay. He looked like Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, he, he literally, they, they said it during the broadcast. Like this is exactly something Deshaun Watson would do. Extend the plays with your legs, buy yourself as much time as possible and deliver a strike. He, it was that one play where he threw to like Brandon cooks and double coverage and cooks. Yeah. just went, Mine. The, the funniest thing about that is had Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, one of those guys made that throw. We would be seeing replays for it all week. And just because it was to Rod Taylor, we don't get to, you only see it once or twice, but yeah, no, he I think Gerard Taylor might be if like if you are a rebuilding team and you're eventually going to bring in a quarterback, Tyrod Taylor might be the best guy to do it. Other than the fact that he's going to run, probably maybe get hurt, but Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he can kind of fit into any offense. He reminds me, he's like an older Teddy Bridgewater, but also a little bit more mobile. I'd say. I, I think that that statement about Tyrod Taylor being the perfect um, 
bridge quarterback has been very apparent for a while now. Think about the teams that he's been on before the Texans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he, okay. he, he came on. Chargers. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go all the way back. He started on the Ravens, right? And he was the backup to Joe Flacco. He went up to Buffalo, played there for, I don't know how many years off the top of my head, until Josh Allen was ready to go, right? Then yeah. he went to the Browns, where he He's played old. a couple games until Baker Mayfield was ready to go. Then he went to the Chargers. I don't think he played in any games because, you know, the doctor decided to stab him in the chest. Yes. But he was mentoring and, and practicing and playing preseason games with Justin Herbert until he was ready to go or until yeah. the doctor decided to puncture his lung. Now he's yeah, on the Texans. Maybe Davis Mills is the next like goat quarterback in the league. We don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I can sum and I'll, I'll get into the whole Urban Meyer. Uh, trip, but I can sum this up as we obviously talked about it. Like the Texans have a horrible roster. But the difference between the Texans and the Jags roster is the Texans have guys that have been in the NFL. They know what the NFL game is like. They are pros. The Jaguars are all rookies, including their head coach, basically. And I, I so obviously everyone knows the USC job opened up. If Urban Meyer's smart, he just he just resigns and takes that job. Urban Meyer is not going to last in the NFL. Uh, there's already rumors swirling that the players hate playing for him, um, which I, I I I don't blame him. Like I, if you're making a couple million dollars a year, I don't need uh, my football coach telling me to do up downs for 20 minutes after I drop the catch. Like it, it just doesn't work that way. Like that's where I think a lot of college coaches come in. They don't understand that you like, it's not college anymore. Like these guys aren't like your kids, like they're grown men. Um, his body language, that entire game and just looked like he wanted to be anywhere else than there. Um, and then, I mean, Trevor, he had Trevor Lawrence throw the ball 51 times, which is in his debut, which is astronomical and so incredibly stupid. It's unbelievable. And then, um, one of the big mistakes they made was drafting. I mean, obviously it's unlucky that he got hurt, but Etienne drafting Etienne. So he's hurt. He's out. Now your second round pick. I mean, you're basically just His first you're hoping that Trevor Lawrence can throw the ball pick. to Chark and LaVisca Chanel. And, and Marvin Jones. Cause he had the late touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one vet. <laughs> um, shoot. I don't know what I was going to say. Um. Oh yeah, and then and then like you drafted Trevor Lawrence one one. Like most guys that go one one overall, they're gonna start like right away, and they should. If you go one one, you better be damn good. Um. So why all out training camp was he like? Oh, uh, Gardner Minshew still has a chance, still has a chance, and then they trade him for a six round pick. Well, like dude, maybe instead of curing nine penalties for like 130 yards, not having your team prepared, not having your quarterback prepared. Like maybe you should have done some of that things other than the other things you were doing. Like I, it, it was one of the worst head coaching debuts. I've, you know what? It's the worst I've seen since Freddie kitchens in 2019. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I hated the move for urban Meyer. I hated the sign. I agree. He should have like, if urban Meyer truly was, going to come to the NFL, 
he should not have gone to Jacksonville. He should not have gone to a team that is as severely rebuilding as Jacksonville. You know, some of the other head coaching jobs that got filled that he could have done. I think he actually would have done a phenomenal job with the Chargers. You know, if, if they still ended you up. You know who else they, I think he would have done well with? Or he would have schemed up ways to make their offense work. He would have been okay in Philly. I agree, but Philly is a little bit yeah, – Philly was the most undesirable like, job, right? Yeah, but, and, but, and if you're bad, the fans hate you, and Urban Meyer already has, like, emotional issues. So, Right. Plus Penn State, I don't know how, how many people in Philadelphia would have been fans of. But the Charger job, not only do you have veterans, but you have your young quarterback who has the arm talent to throw it 51 times a game. You have a running back and a running back room that can get you what you need and still catch the ball out of the backfield. If they still ended up taking Rashawn Slater, um, they would have still had that really solid offensive line. He would have been much better off going to the Chargers. And as much as I hate to say it, because I kind of like the Chargers, I, I tend to root for them. Yeah, but, no, I, I agree. Jacksonville, it seems like he did the, the rookie coaching mistake of like, Follow oh, him. I'm in love with Trevor Lawrence. Like he's the best quarterback I've seen since Andrew Luck. I'm just going to follow him wherever he goes. And he didn't really, I, I don't know. I think Urban Meyer needs to get out of coaching altogether. I think he was a great college coach. One of the best. It well, probably top 10 of all time college coaches. He it's just, it's almost like, uh, I don't know who to do it. Like it's just dragged on too long, man. Like it's there, there comes a time to retire. Like, so retire and then don't go back to it. Like, honestly, I think the perfect, the best thing for uh, Urban Meyer to do right now, honestly, like I said, resign, take the USC job, win them a national title in the next five years, and then retire. Go work for Fox, live in LA, do whatever you want. But yeah, going to Jacksonville was, which is, it's weird because it's almost like he just didn't think it through, which well, is. The- the statement of "Oh, I took the took the year off to prepare for the NFL." Where is any of that? Because you're still acting like a college coach. You know what it truly does remind me of? Nick Saban on the Dolphins. I don't remember that. Nick Saban was on the Dolphins, I think, for a year, if that. Like mm-hmm. it was atrocious. He was horrible. It yeah. was after his time at LSU, I think it was. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was. No. I. I mean. I just don't remember ever seeing him. Inside. I know he coached the Dolphins, but yeah, no, I, I mean, there, you have to find the right kind of college coach that would be good in the NFL. Like, oddly enough, I think Matt Campbell at Iowa State would be a very good NFL coach. He runs a professional program at Iowa State and things like that. But for guys like Urban Meyer and Nick Saban, and they built these empires in their college football thing, their main like contributing factor a is money and B um, I don't know what I was going to say. I, why do I always forget this? Um, B is. Oh, recruiting, recruiting. Yeah. Like it's, it's so much different. Like they go into people's houses and I, like, I'm sure if I had or Meyer or Nick Saban come to my house and recruit me, I'd love it and stuff. But like, it's not the same in the NFL. You don't recruit players like that. Like it's a business and college is becoming more of a business, but the NFL is a business. Well, and that's a very interesting kind of aspect too. Like 
I think maybe, and this is a strong maybe, and this is like something I just thought of. I feel like Urban Meyer might almost be a better GM because he can go out and get talent to come play for him. Yes, he has to learn the money aspect, but like he is a a player guy. He gets in there and he wheels and deals. So maybe he would be a good GM at the NFL level because I feel like he could kind of have the Tom Brady aspect where he's like, hey, look, this is what we have going on. You'd absolutely love it, and we want you to be a part of it. Come do this. Like maybe he'd be really good at that if he was a good coach, but he's got to prove that he's a good coach before he can do that. And this game was atrocious. Yeah, it was it was bad all the way around. Um, yeah, it was it was gross. Um, also, I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. We kind of talked about him. His first regular season loss in his entire life. It was bound to happen. Um, uh, everyone's blowing that story up. I really don't care. Like it was going to happen. He's on the Jaguars. Yeah, and I it, <laughs> like. I do think that Trevor Lawrence will be a good NFL quarterback. I, I just fear that he's going to get the Tim Couch thing. Like he's just going to get killed. And I, like you know That's what? Why they should have took. It wouldn't surprise me if Trevor Lawrence is a, like a Drew Brees. Like he gets drafted. Like the Chargers didn't like him. He got hurt. Whatever. Blah blah blah. And then he just restarted his career in New Orleans and was great. So I, I I think if Trevor Lawrence can get out of Jacksonville, he'll be really good. I agree one thousand percent. All right, uh, that's why now, he should have stayed one more year. Yeah, I don't know how much it would. Have, I mean, yeah, we'll talk. Would about the Jaguars that. have been the worst team again? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, more AFCs. We're moving on. Dolphins, Dolphins versus Pats. Uh, Mac Jones looked okay. Uh, Tua still kind of stinks. Um, also, like as a defensive coordinator, Tua throws to his left. Like I'm not kidding. Probably seventy five to eighty percent of the time. Like, I mean. Righties probably do the same thing. I know. There was a stat that like he is by far like to his strong side, like the one who's like the one guy in the NFL that throws goes really strongly to his throwing side. So, I mean, yeah, I, the stats are similar, I'm sure. Um, But uh, yeah. uh, um, Screw Mike Kosicki. We should, (laughs) we should have cut him yesterday. Um, We didn't end up needing to. Oh yeah. I forgot we didn't. Yeah. Um, turnovers crushed the Pats. Uh, I like, I will say this Mac Jones had them in a position to win the game. Um, they could have won the game, they didn't. I'm very happy they didn't. Um, because now that I kind of like Tom Brady and I'm happy he's out of Foxborough, my hatred for Belichick has only gone up. Um, well, the only way that doing the losing can get better is if um, Belichick hired. Dabo Sweeney is his offensive coordinator and they went 0 and 16. And then I might just jump off a bridge. Cause that would be the peak of my life. <laughs> I would have been right about everything. Um, I okay. have to say though, biggest surprise and most pleasant surprise from the game for me, because I got him in, I think out of the four leagues where we had drafts, I think I had him in actually, I think I'm in five leagues, whatever. Damon Harris, had a fantastic game, uh, showed that he really is the best running back out of that room. Uh, 
definitely needed to be the guy ahead of Sony Michelle. The game is overshadowed for him by the late fumble, but I partially don't put that on him. Like, yes, he fumbled the ball, but they should not have been running the ball in that scenario because I think it was like third and eight or something. But because Mac Jones is a rookie and Belichick knows he's a rookie, he decided to run, see what he can get, and then let his defense try and hold him so that they can win by two with the field goal. They should not have been running in that scenario. And and I understand you can't fumble the football in the NFL. I, I really don't blame Damon Harris at all for that. I think he played a fantastic game. Uh, I, it, uh, on to like Mac Jones. I he looked okay. He looked okay. I wouldn't say good. Um, I the only thing I fear for Mac Jones is is I I 100 see him turning into Kirk Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's just like yeah. I watched that. I watched him play. And I watched Kirk Cousins. I was like, oh well, this is good. Another, Maybe another that's the floor for him because, like, I do think in I think the Patriots is the only place he could excel. Like, I think maybe Kirk Cousins is the floor, which I guess isn't bad. But like, you obviously, if you're using a first round pick on a quarterback, especially at 15, you're looking for someone to be like a lot better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I have a pretty hot take. Um, and it's kind of been forming over the past year. And I think I'm, I think I'm ready to say it. Maybe Bill Belichick isn't that good of a coach. I don't agree. Unfortunately. I, I, I'm not even saying I completely agree with it, but I mean, you look at the two seasons without Tom Brady, they ha- I mean, granted. So you, you give him a pass on last year just because it was a, like you had to kind of get the team going on, on a fly, basically. If he has a bad year this year and a bad year, I mean like six and 11, five and 12. I mean, if they go seven and nine, that's a little bit disappointing, but like, you know seven what I mean? And ten. Um, but I, I do think it's a possibility that he just got like, okay. He's not a bad coach because he's been in the NFL for a long time. So he's clearly good at some things. I just wonder over the next, as his career winds down, I wonder if we're going to start looking at him differently as the Patriots go. And then, you know, if the Patriots go back to the playoffs this year and or and then the rest of the year, Mac Jones becomes the next Tom Brady, I'll 100% admit I'm wrong. But the the what the sample size we have of Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, it doesn't really look good for him. So that's I get that. And, like, I understand, like, I, I – I'm one of those people. I really think that it was the tandem that made the Patriots run. Um, I, as much as the reports came out that it was always Tom and uh, Tom versus Bill and uh, Bob, I, I really don't think that Kraft and Bill like each other. Um, I, I think that Belichick got a lot of breaks because people wanted to come win uh, Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Just like I think a lot of the Bucks last year was just the fact that they wanted and, and got Brady. so much talent and play with Tom Brady and win. Um, I, 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 there's a lot of factors going in on it, but I do think Belichick is one of the better defensive minds that the NFL has ever seen. Um, and I, I don't want to say that he's a bad coach. I understand that's not what you're saying, but I, I don't think he's as bad of a coach as what we're seeing now. I think he's just trying to do things the same way as when he had Tom Brady. And he's, I think now realizing that, that's not what you can do without Tom. 
And yeah, and if he gets out of that next year, like he changes things up, and that's good. Once again, I'll admit I'm completely wrong, but him just going on acting like like players still want to come play in shitty ass New England where it's cold all the fucking time. Um, it's just not really why people wanted to come there. They wanted to come play with Tom Brady. So, well, I and know. I think he did step out of his shell a little bit because, like, look at the offense or the the off season signings. I mean, Bill was out there spending money. I mean, he brought in Kendrick Bourne on a contract, Nelson Aguilar, uh, John Newman, but, Hunter Henry. So I, I, you can look at that as doing something new, and I, that, that it was was new. That is something new. I don't think it's going to work. Like Nelson Aguilar isn't that good. Like the other guy you said isn't that good. So, and then, you know what, if he adjusts from that and does something differently, then yeah, he's obviously adjusting well. But if he keeps like just going into every off season and like signing people and thinking that, you know what, we're going to bring the 2000 Patriots back, like it, it's just not going to happen. So. Well, and that's the one thing that like, you're right. Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne were not the hottest receivers on the market. They're both I like Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne's young and he's good. I, I really think he'll find a, his role this season. Aguilar's I, I, I a deep threat. Way overpaid for Aguilar. I'll say that. Yes. And and he's a deep threat. Jacoby Myers looks like he's going to be really good. He had a really good game. Um, but and, and then they brought in Hunter Henry and Janu. Like, yes, he's going out and spending money, which is what he you know didn't do, and that's new for him. Signing two tight ends and some B-rate receivers with a quarterback. Have we heard this story before? I think so, because they had Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, a bunch of B-rate receivers, and Tom Brady when they won the Super Bowl. Like, I understand, yes, it's new, but it's also not. I I think that he needs to keep adjusting and keep changing to the game if he wants to, to prove that he can win without Tom Brady. Um, uh, the last thing I'd say about this, like, I know I mentioned it in the offseason when Xavier Howard was kind of, uh, you know, like, maybe looking for a trade, not wanted a different contract. I kind of mentioned, you know, maybe the Browns trade for him. Uh, after the Chiefs game, like, I, it's, it's like, almost clear to me that he could have been the one piece that could have taken us over the top, at least in the AFC. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to beat the Bucs, uh, but in the AFC, I think when you have Denzel Ward and then um, David Howard and then Troy Hill and uh, – Newsom in the slot, I, that I think that would have been the piece. But it's revisionist history. And Greedy Williams looks great on Sunday. Nah, he didn't play. <laughs> um, uh, now uh, to oh, maybe the, yes. the, the biggest uh, story, the biggest outcome, I guess, of the weekend, uh, the Packers and the Saints, uh, was the final score 38-3? to three? Something like that. <laughs> um, so obviously there's going to be a lot of takes that come out this. I I guess the first one I'll say is I yeah, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play football anymore. I don't think he wants to play for the Packers. You know, he did his whole little, oh, this is the last dance, Devontae. We're going to do it, man. He, I sent a picture to uh, a couple of my friends. I'll send it to you now so you can see what I'm talking about because I, I meant to send it to you, but I didn't. I. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like the equivalent of Paul Crew from uh, what was the football movie? Longest Yard. Yeah, Longest Yard. He looks like Paul Crew. He's throwing the game so he gets traded. I mean, we, we saw Aaron Rodgers 
in the preseason, he was doing all these drills and showing off how accurate he is and all that crap. He literally looks like he's throwing the game. He does not want to be there. He did not want to be in the interview afterwards. He looks like a hippie that they pulled off the street. Like I, I Aaron Rodgers just needs to be traded or, or retire. Like that, that is where he is at right now. I, I think his little like, over the summer thing with the Packers, like I, I don't necessarily blame him for that. Um, I think the Packers front office is a bunch of dumbasses, um, but I think it hurt him. I think it like mentally hurt him, where yes. he was like the whole time he was like, "I'm going to stay away from football," blah blah blah, and it kind of came to the point that maybe he was like, you know, maybe I don't need to play football. So, I, I mean. And of course, all our Flurry people are all Packers fans, and Zach loves to talk about how he knew all this was going to happen, blah, 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 whatever. And then half of them are saying, oh, we'll be great next year. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, A. Yeah, like, A, Packers fans, like, come together on something. Like, let's figure out what you're going to do and not just everyone say different things. Two. The front office did treat Aaron Rodgers like a like they they were du- they were dumbasses with Aaron Rodgers because it's the day and age where yes you're if you have a once in a generation quarterback yes he should absolutely be part of uh, of uh, coaching changes things like that players he should be at least have somewhat of an input so I think they really screwed up and see there's a chance that the like with this Aaron Rodgers and even if he gets a little better and he's okay. There's a chance it's just the Packers aren't very good because their defense looked terrible. Uh, Devontae Adams is, I would say right now, far and away their best player. Um, and I almost feel bad for him too because if Aaron Rodgers can't get him the ball, then I, I thought it couldn't get any worse for Packers fans over the summer. I, it just, I mean, it got worse on Sunday. I, I There's so many things to take away. Uh, you're up. <laughs> Uh, real quick, um, Urban Meyer was asked about the USC head coaching opening. Uh, he said, there's no chance I'm here and committed to trying to build this organization. <laughs> Try as much as you will. It will not work the way you're doing it. Uh, anyway, back to the Packers. Um, Devontae Adams is by far their best player. I I, I don't think it's, it's even close, um, even with Jair Alexander still on the roster. But uh, Devontae Adams, I think – think and i'll look this up now i think he is done with his contract after this season or next season um yeah i'm looking right now four year 50 mil contract but when does it end my wi-fi is not 100 fixed yeah i know <laughs> um this is the last year of his contract there is no chance he comes back next year. Um, Aaron Rodgers is getting traded, um, or he's he's going to be. Is isn't his contract up this year too? Evidently, they like he it, under he's technically still under contract, I believe, for next year. But they apparently the only reason they got him to come back was because they kind of ripped up twenty twenty two, and so hypothetically, yes, it's he 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 will leave. And I would say the pro. I, I would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay again next year. Absolutely shocked. I'm, I'll like, be surprised like a if he's there by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised if he's there at the end of the year. But uh, the Packers have some real issues, and they need to address them very quickly if they want to 
have even a shot at winning this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, but got to give credit to the Saints. Uh, Sean Payton made the correct decision in starting James Winston. Um, James didn't look amazing, but he was incredibly efficient and did everything they needed him to do. I'm so happy that they picked Jamie Jameis. He's so funny. Uh, I don't know if you saw on Twitter uh, Robert Griffin. Oh, no. Robert Griffin, uh, apparently he's the only one in the world that still uh, thinks making jokes about crab legs and Jameis Winston is funny because he ripped off like three in a row on Sunday. <laughs> it was like, ah, God, dude, just you know, Just why? stop. Like, shut up. You're terrible in the booth. No, I loved Jameis's um, – oh, my God. Did you see his post-game interview? Yes. Like, oh what did my, my trainer tell me? Uh, he just uh, so be prepared. Yeah, so he said that, you know – you know, we we're going to try and be prepared. Uh, you know, he was telling me, uh, man, what do you say? Yeah, but I was super prepared. Uh, he said, yeah, just be prepared, man. Like, I was, I was like, you said prepared like five times in a sentence, and I love it. Like, he is so funny. Like, I love Jameis. Also, obviously, it's a small sample size. Maybe the LASIK actually helped his football game. I've been saying it to my dad, at least. My dad was like, no, Jameis is going to suck. He's always going to suck. My dad has Jameis in fantasy now, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, LASIK. LASIK. Definitely get LASIK. Any LASIK places you want to sponsor us? I, I don't think I need LASIK, but. I still have 2020, so I'm chilling. But, no one has 2020. Shut up. Uh, uh, no one has 2020. <laughs> um, uh, my final statement, uh, I would not trade Baker Mayfield for Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I know, don't. Know. I, no, I wouldn't. Zach because, Wilson and Aaron Rodgers were vibing uh, during their joint practices before their game. We do need a backup. I, I, I the only reason I like I probably would trade her. The only reason I wouldn't though is because I think he'd be even more miserable in Cleveland. I agree one hundred percent with that. So I, yeah. I really do <laughs> like. Um. All right, let's get to the Broncos Giants. Uh, this was pretty bad. Uh, Daniel Jones, what did you say? His 40th turnover since joining the league. Yeah, it's the most by uh, any quarterback and since that time. And I think it's like by a wide margin. I want to say like quarterback next in line is at like 26, 27, and he's at 40 turnovers. Yeah, so like it's brutal. Like, <laughs> I, I guess we could talk about the, the Broncos first. Their defense is good. Vic Fangio is an excellent defensive play caller. Teddy Bridgewater, I believe, is their quarterback. Yes, um, he might be their perfect quarterback to you know give them to an average season. Um, but other than that, this was this game was uh, this was about the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones, I I. I sincerely feel bad for Giants fans that they drafted him what fifth or sixth overall. Seven. I I sincerely like feel bad. That was such a dumb move. <sighs> Dan well, Jones is he's terrible. I, I don't know. What do you got? You're from New York, so maybe you have a little more insight. Well, I root for both the Jets and Giants, so like it was really painful to watch this game. Um, it did, Kenny Galladay looks okay, I guess. I mean, big signing, you know. 
Um, Daniel Jones had a lot more chemistry with Shepard and Slayton. Uh, they both, I think, each caught touchdowns and had good fantasy days, at least I saw. Um, but from a from a Giants perspective, like, how can you justify going forward with Daniel Jones after like week five? I would, I, I would, I would bench him right now. I, I, I would say he is like a liability on the team because he turns the ball over so much. Like he's a liability. He is going to lose you games because he turns the ball over. And he's not going to win the, you any the games. Biggest, the biggest issue for me is like you're supposed to progress past these issues. Like everyone's saying, oh, this will happen. Yeah. That'll happen. Now Joe Judge is here. He's going to – he's a player's guy. He's going to make sure Daniel Jones, you know, actually takes a step up this season. He he doesn't look good. And I was putting a lot of emphasis on Daniel Jones's growth this year on Saquon Barkley being back. Saquon Barkley had, like, no touches – and I get he's not fully healthy. They're testing him to see his limit and everything. But he just – he everyone looks like they're kind of running through jelly or something, man. Like everyone just looks slow. Yeah, I mean – yeah. I, uh, I, I, we're moving on. Yeah, there's not much to talk about there. Broncos um, did great. Oh, uh, wait, no, there is something to talk about. Jerry Judy, he's out for I think it's six to eight weeks. Um, your draft pick. <laughs> it's fine. We are we're deep at receiver, but uh, that means KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick, I believe I saw, were going to be the two guys involved with Cortland Sutton in the uh, three receiver sets. And Teddy B apparently had a lot of chemistry with KJ Hamler. Uh, he looked really good. All right. Uh, uh, question before we move on: Does Joe Judge last the rest of the season? I think so. Uh, I think I because they're in the NFC East. I don't. I, I don't. I uh, to me the NFC East. Well, I guess I would. No, I I, I don't see. I if I'm a fan of the Giants, I, I um, he's Hugh Jackson to me at this point. Like get him out. Um, sure. Rams versus Bears. Not a ton to talk about. I, 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 what is Matt Nagy doing? Like he's was, the guy that I don't think is making the end of the season. I think I disagree. In Chicago, they don't really fire coaches in season, but he'll be one of the first on whatever they. What do they call that day? Like the hot Red seat. Monday in the NFL or something? Because all the head coaches get fired. I don't know. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean Matt Nagy. Like, I mean, it was even clear on Sunday night that Justin Fields was the better quarterback of the two, um, and he played like five snaps total. <laughs> and he wasn't allowed to throw the ball. They only really bought him in to run. Um, and like, I get the old school thinking of like, like when you're coming in from college your rookie year, you don't really know all that much about all, like like offense and things like that and the skill sets and things like that, but. Nowadays, these college offenses are so complex and so, like, if anything, going from the college to uh, the NFL is just it's just it's a step up in speed. That, that, that I mean, obviously there are some other factors, but it's a step up in speed. So, like, Justin Fields played at Ohio State. He played in a national championship game. It's not like he's Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati who's been playing AAC competition all year, all his career, or Zach Wilson 
um, who went to BYU. But so I, I just don't know why they don't start Justin Fields. It makes no sense to me. I, I could tell you why. Ten million dollars. That's why. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, like, and I'm sure Matt Nagy was like, "Oh, we promise you, you'll start the season." He's an idiot. Um, David Montgomery, our guy. Yeah. Big game. Big game. We love David. Um, Monty. And then uh, to get into the, the Bears, or not the Bears, the Rams. Stafford looked good. Um, he looked like rejuvenated, like literally like a younger rejuvenated player, which is awesome. Um, I don't know if you heard, uh, but Scott McVay tried to compliment Jared Goff by basically giving him the, like the saying the meanest thing ever about him. He was basically like, they, they asked him about uh, Jared Goff and uh, McVay was like, we love Jared Goff. He set up the Rams so we could go out and get Matt Stafford and succeed with Matt Stafford, which is just <laughs> like yikes, like, man. Yeah, so that is crazy. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, uh, but Stafford looked good. If Stafford can play that good all year, he's not. I think there's a good chance they're head back to the Super Bowl. Uh, their defense has some issues to work out, but when you have guys like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I, I mean, I love make the Rams. Plays, yeah. The Rams look amazing, and I, you know, you said Stafford looks rejuvenating like a younger player. That's what happens when you have a running game, offensive weapons, an offensive line, and a good defense behind you. He never had any of those things when he was in Detroit. No, 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 no. All he ever had was Calvin Johnson. Exactly. Oh Talk about a Madden cheat code, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Jeez. Johnson. Well, I guess. I guess he, it, basically in today's Madden, it's DK Metcalf. Just I traded there. for him last night. <laughs> you got the new Madden? No. Oh. I'm on 21 you? still. Uh, I haven't played Madden forever. I haven't gotten the new Madden. Um, who you trade for D? Who'd you trade for DK? Uh, it was like Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, and uh, some corner I had. Wait, Wait, I, but this wasn't fantasy. No. Oh, you said it's on Madden twenty-one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I was, I was like, wait, you got Marlon, like you got DK <laughs> from Marlon Mack in, uh, but yeah, no. Ty Hill. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. I took over. I spun the wheel. Uh, just because I, my Wi-Fi was not working last night because of the storm. Like we had a basically a power outage, but there's like a. Maybe not a power outage, but the Wi-Fi was out, so I was doing the yeah, offline, yeah, offline Madden franchise, and I spun the wheel. I got the Colts, and now I'm building up the Colts. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, buddy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Monday night matchup. Uh, most excited game. I need to start with something first. I've obviously, and I will talk about it when we get to the Browns. I hate Tony Romo. The new booth needs to be Eli and Peyton. Oh my god, that, that was, was awesome. you watched it? That Dude, was it was awesome. so funny. Oh my god. Awesome. hundred percent. I will watch that over every night. Any other announcer. Every single Ever. night I will watch it. Did oh you my. see the 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 one graphic? Uh, obviously it was Eli and Peyton. They did the Monday night broadcast on ESPN Plus. It was where I was watching it. They had Ray Lewis on and they were talking about Eli's rookie year when he played the Ravens 
and they put up the graphic of his stat line and they prefaced it. Eli, uh, Peyton was like, Eli, you remember what you, what you had in that game uh, QBR wise. And Eli's like, yeah, 0.0. And Eli Peyton was like, what? I didn't catch you. He was like, yeah, I had a 0.0 <laughs> QBR. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you go like, Oh, for 17, you yeah. still have a seven QBR and they yep. put up his stat line and it was like two for 24 for 27 yards and, uh, and, and like two interceptions and they put up a 0.0 and then they're like, Ray, how many times did you hit Eli? <laughs> was um, oh my God. It was so great. I loved it. It was great. Uh, off topic really quickly. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Um, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Q- speaking of QBR, uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously had a horrible one. If he would have thrown his passes into the dirt, all of his passes into the dirt, he would have had a better QBR on Sunday, I guess. So, <laughs> That's interesting. Um, but yes, Eli and Peyton, like I was skeptical about it. it I love it. It, it. I mean, awesome, awesome, just great content. They had Russell Wilson on too, and they were kind of like uh, yeah. taking jabs at him, like under the belt, like, oh, you got to go to bed, Russell. Like, so I am all in on the, like, like I'm not kidding. Like ESPN would be smart to change their Monday Night Broadcast this week to them. And I, I have a theory as to why it, it was so popular because everyone I talked to about it, it's been positive reviews. I think everyone likes it because it's not this formal thing anymore. No. It literally it was like just two brothers and, and a buddy. Like it was just three guys watching football, shooting the crap, and like just having a good time watching and, and talking about the game. Like it was it was a good time. Yeah, and uh, one of the, one of the better parts, or at least I laughed, uh, was when they're on the goal line, I think in overtime or maybe not, um, and they get the false start. And t- Eli and Peyton were like arguing back and forth, like you never like do a hard count on the goal line. And Eli was like, "What do you mean that you get an extra half?" Like so, it was. I I loved it. It was. I think awesome. I'll trust Peyton on that one over Eli. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well, but yeah, I, I I I'm all in. You know what the greatest thing in the world is going to be in five years when those two are actually in the booth for Night football and they're calling Arches game. That will be crazy. Yeah. Uh, the they Mannings really do just, need to do that, bro. The Mannings might own the sport of football in the NFL in the next five, ten years. I think they already do. Like, They're a football family. They're the most recognizable family in sports. I don't know. LeBron James, Bronny. Just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, but back to the game. Uh, but like you said, obviously Peyton and Eli was awesome. They I'm watching that them. every week. Yeah, I agree. Um, the game itself was awesome. Uh, overtime was ridiculous. Um, I, Lamar Jackson's shine is kind of worn off. Uh, I don't necessarily put all the blame on him, considering that all of his running backs are hurt. Um, and then I have also have another hot take regarding the Ravens that I will get to once we get to the Browns. Um, uh, but yeah, Derek, uh, no, yeah, Derek Carr looked okay. Um, gotta tell you, don't know how you let Zay Jones get that wide open in overtime. Like Zay Jones, <laughs> like I understand busted coverages. Like I get that it happens when you see a guy run by you like wide open and maybe just take a quick glance and see that there's no one helping you. <laughs> like maybe you something different. Um, oh, that was just such, it was such a great game. 
It was. It was awesome. Darren Waller balled out as usual. Uh, Darren Waller should be TE1. Um, oh, we'll get to that at the end. We'll get to that when we get to uh, the Chiefs and Browns. Um, but, yeah, the Monday night I thought was the best game of the weekend. It was dope. I loved it. And then the, Eli and Peyton just made it 100 times better. Oh, it was so – it was great. I was watching it at the gym, like the regular broadcast, and then I went to a uh, a different machine where I couldn't see the TV, so I pulled up ESPN Plus on my phone, and I was like, alternative broadcast with Eli and Peyton, and I was sitting there watching it. I watched it on my walk home and everything. It was so great. Absolutely love it. All right. Um, so now, like I said, we saved ours for last. Uh, we'll start with the Jets at Carolina, the – Sam Darnold revenge game. No, no, um, guys. He said it wasn't a revenge game. There's no hostility. They said that about 12 times during the broadcast. I, I want to kill someone. Um, uh, I'll start with the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson impressed. Uh, he took a lot of bumps and bruises, still passed for 258 yards, two touchdowns. One interception isn't terrible, um, especially after Mackie Becton went down, which I feel so bad. Well, actually, I don't because he's not seriously hurt, so <laughs> – that's Still, he's out eight weeks. <laughs> it's not like – well, see, I look at Lyman more like if a lineman tears his ACL, I feel like from there it's downhill. It's just all downhill. Like it can't get better. So him just having the injury, I mean, not ideal. But then again, I mean, if I'm a Jets fan this year, I'm looking for two things really. I'm looking for – to see Zach Wilson improve over the course of the year and then lose as many games as possible. Because, I mean, I, yeah, that's fair. It, 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 it's biased because that's the only way I know how to do it. Cause that's basically what the Browns did. And they did it by accident. Um, <laughs> they did it by accident. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I was impressed with Zach Wilson. Uh, um, yeah, I guess. The best debut for a rookie. Uh, I mean, like, it it was really difficult to watch because that was 100% a winnable game. Uh, Corey Davis obviously looked phenomenal um, on his targets. Zach Wilson, I thought, looked really good, uh, like you had talked about. But the, the offensive line, man, I mean, like, putting aside the fact that Becton – got hurt and he wasn't playing great. I don't know if you watched it at all, but he wasn't playing great. Well, I don't know why you say that because if you see him, there's a video of him getting um, carted off and he looks at uh, the guy next to him and says, I was doing so fucking good, bro. (laughs) You can't hear it, but it's lip reading. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he thinks he was playing well. So you have to, he wasn't playing terrible, but like, he, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just didn't understand what was going on. But on the on the other side, the right hand side, George Fant, man. I mean, he looked atrocious. He was just he he was came out. And he was like, ah, I'm not gonna block today. And then when they like took him out, they didn't even put in Morgan Moses. Like you literally signed him to come play right tackle, and you're letting George Fant and some other guy that I didn't know come in and and block like. What kind of offensive line are they building? And Dan Feeney didn't even play. Mullet man. I know he was bad with the Chargers, quote-unquote bad. If you look back over his career, the reason that he – I think I think the stat was like he gave up the most sacks over like a two-year span. 
during those two years, Dan Feeney's a guard. I, I don't know if you know him. He's, he's the guy with the mullet. Um, mm-hmm. he, they had him playing center because their center got hurt, and it's very difficult to make the switch from guard to center. But then in between that, they also had him playing tackle and center for a season. So he's jumping all around on the line and everything, and and you know it was very difficult. But like when he strictly played guard a couple of years ago, he was one of the best guards in the league. Like the I, I the Jets have a lot of depth at at offensive line. They need to figure out the the correct starters and then just let them play the natural positions and let just put out the best guys. Like I understand, oh George Fant might have been a great situational matchup guy over Morgan Moses, but Morgan Moses is the better overall tackle. So I, I truly think they need to square that away. And then the defense, I sort of like, I, this might just be biased or whatever. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but like I sort of give him a pass because Christian McCaffrey is unguardable. And he went for like, I think it was 260 total yards. Um, yeah, uh, they, they did a great yeah. job containing the, the receivers and they didn't really give up too many rushing yards, but Christian McCaffrey is yeah, unguardable. Um, I'm I'm back in the camp of Christian McCaffrey's the best player in the NFL. Um, a because I love him, and B, yeah, I mean, if you get him on the edge with the, he's just he's so fast, he's so shifty. I mean, he is the best running back in the NFL. He's the best. If you look player. at it, yeah. No, I said yeah. Uh, I was say if you look at receiving and. Running, I think he's the best running back. I still, I like, he's still skinny. He's like, I, I don't know how much I trust him between the tackles, but uh, he looked really good. And I, you, I don't know if you're gonna like this or hate this. I really like this Carolina team. I do too. I, I think like, it, I think I Sam Donald. I, I think Sam Donald didn't look great, but I think it's a it's a good offense for him, especially considering he's gonna have Christian McCaffrey to. I mean. Even if you have to check down to him, he's still going to get five or six yards. Uh, I believe Robbie Anderson is out there still who doesn't seem to age but also doesn't seem to get better. He just kind of stays where he is, which is mm-hmm. an above-average talent. Um, and then they got some young defensive pieces. Uh, like I don't think they're going to be like uh, like Super Bowl contenders this year. I think maybe they could sneak into the playoffs, I, although I doubt it. Um, but, yeah, I, I – the, I think that we're going to look back uh, on Sam Donald is that he just got drafted by the wrong team. And it, like, I, I think he's, he's got stuck in Adam Gase's offense. Yeah. I, I, that's not Jets. I mean, that's Adam Gase's fault. But it, I, I do think that as we keep looking at this, we're going to go on and on, and he's going to look okay and okay and better and better. And we're going to be like, that was one of the best moves it could potentially be one of the best moves in the last five years, considering you didn't give up a first round pick to get a first round quarterback. Um, oh right. yeah. And, and Josh uh, Rosen is still out there. If anybody wants him, <laughs> I think he's a uh, backup in Atlanta behind AJ McCarron. I don't think he's the backup. I think he's the third string. Yeah. Um, um, no, I actually like, I, I don't hate Sam Darnold. I don't think anyone in New York slash New Jersey really hates Sam Darnold. I think everyone kind of realizes like he was never given a fair shot. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, I, and the fact that he had four different offensive coordinators and uh, you know what five different schemes or whatever over three years never helped him either. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I will say I thought Salah coached a pretty good game. Uh, the defense, granted, I don't think Carolina's super explosive, but I held him to 19 points. That's uh, his thing, his defense. So uh, I, I thought he looked good. I, I, he's I, already light years better than Adam Gase. 125 well, so. and three quarters percent. Like everything about Salah is better than having Adam Gase. Uh, I'm I, very worried because I don't like LaFleur's play calling that much. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator that they brought out from uh, San Francisco. We don't have the running back groups to run his offense from San Francisco, so he's got to figure out how to throw the ball more, especially with a guy like Zach Wilson. Um, it, but I, it's very interesting to see going forward. You know what I really like about Salah, like especially in the in a big media city in New York, like you don't really hear from him. You don't hear stories come out of Jets, like bad stories at least, really. And he gives his press conferences when he has to. But other than that, he doesn't make any news. It seems like he focuses on football. So if there's anyone that can see that can succeed in New York, I think, mm-hmm. as he's already shown, the media isn't going to get to him. So yeah, I, 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 I think I told you in the offseason, I thought that was the best coaching hire. Yes. So I, and having a player's coach after a guy like Adam Gase is very important. And I think Sal is the definition of a player's coach. I mean, as everyone that's ever played for him has the highest remarks for him and loves him and wants to play better for him. So I think, I think that the Jets, while this was a disappointing showing, I would say, because, uh, you know, you thought this was a game you could win. Um, I, I think it's not as bad as some well, people see, think. I, I agree with you there is because – the Jets were in a position to be in the game. And, and then I, maybe a couple, like even a couple of years ago, maybe at points last year, you were like, they weren't in position to even like be with these teams. And then, but like now, like had some things gone their way, had they made a better throw on one of the plays, they could have won the game easily. So I, it, it's better than, I don't know. It, it's good. Good for you. Um, now to the Browns and the Chiefs. Uh, uh, I knew in my heart they wouldn't win, um, but I kind of tricked myself into believing it. Um, I'll be very quick here. Uh, the good, um, the Browns are, I mean, they're, they're a really good football team. They're a really good football team. They've now taken Kansas city, um, two years in a row, basically to the brink. Um, also what you said about, uh, 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 da, 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 da. Damian Harris, same thing with Nick Chubb for me. Nick Chubb doesn't fumble. Like th- that was one of his first fumbles of his career. I don't think it was his first, but it was one. He, he has like less than five. That was an anomaly. So I, Nick, Nick Chubb is, it, and like the thing with that is Nick Chubb is going to beat himself off about that. Like he is a humble guy and he will work on his ball control. Um, the offense looked really good. Uh, I, I, they looked really good. And um yeah, uh, the bad – the defense is younger and faster. I don't know how much better it really is. Um, it's going to take, I think, two or three more weeks because I do think John Johnson is going to have a heavy impact on the game. He was in and out of the game on Sunday with cramps and things like that. So uh, also it was 90 degrees in KC on Sunday. Like that sucks. Um but yeah, um, the other bad uh, losing Harrison early really. Harrison doesn't get ejected. I think they probably win that game just because it's another veteran in the secondary. 
Um, but you can't push a coach. But like I said, the coach needs to go drink bleach or get punished. Um, I also uh, I have snap counts written down down here. Um, I don't know why we didn't use or they didn't use Owusu uh, Koromoa to at least try and cover Travis Kelsey. Um, didn't make a ton of sense. Um, I, and I read an interesting thing about uh, Travis Kelsey maybe yesterday. Uh, like he has in, in, the, in their passing tree, he basically on every snap has the ability to do whatever he wants as long as he doesn't mess up other people's routes. Like, so he just finds spots. Um, he's also from Cleveland, and he can go screw himself and drink bleach as well because I hate him. Um, and he went to Cleveland Heights, which is a joke of a school. Like you're a joke, Travis Kels, go die. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Don't go die, Travis Kelsey. I don't, I don't wish death on people, except for Dabo. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would have liked to see more Ousu Koromoa. I understand he's a rookie and it's going up against a tight end, but you know what? He gets beat bad. He learns from it. I mean, it only gets easier from there, but whatever. Um, Delpit healthy scratch as well. I don't get that. Everything going into this game saying Delpit was going to be the nickelback and then just a scratch at the end of that. Um, OBJ, a scratch. Uh, I, it gets me to talk about it. I, I just don't know what OBJ is doing. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, he practiced all week last week, like full everything. There might be something wrong with him mentally where like his hamstring or maybe his knee or something where he like can't get back to his normal self. Um, but I'm getting close to the point where like, I, I don't really need OBJ. Like I let Schwartz run OBJ's routes. Like if I, he I like Schwartz. Dude. He looked really good. I would then, which is shocking. And I, I'll tell you, everyone in Cleveland was shocked. I don't think he participated in training camp at all, like at all. He was on the bike really? the entire time, and he played in no preseason games, I believe. So when I saw him out there and he made that first catch, I was like, who is number 10? But, yeah, no, he really impressed me. I would like to get him the ball a lot more. I liked that they used him on a reverse. Um, I, I would like them to get the ball him much more. Um, Jedrick Wills. Not a bad injury. He's day-to-day. Not as worried about that. That's good. Uh, Jack Conklin, the right tackle, and Joel Batonio, the left guard. Uh, Joel Batonio was PFF's highest-rated guard last week, and uh, Conklin was the fourth-highest-rated tackle. Um, So the offensive line is good. Wyatt Teller made a couple dumb mistakes, but he's more of a power-running guy. And I – if, if anything this game showed you is, is that the Browns are good enough to be on the same field as these guys. And if they can fix the mistakes, like uh, obviously the fumble, like which I said is an anomaly, your punter can't go out there and not feel the punt. Like, come on, bro, Jamie, I love you. You're a Scottish hammer, but got to make that work. Or you got to be super fast because I know he's from, um, I, I don't know if he's from Australia or New Zealand, but so he drops the punt. And I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but then he starts running and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, <laughs> this like is probably like an old rugby player. Like he's probably pretty good. He might pick up the first down. Didn't happen. Got smothered in the backfield. So Jamie, you got to handle that buddy. I, I, I got sorry, but you got to handle that. Um, but uh, 
uh, other than that, uh, one, uh, I guess two, I, I would recommend that if you could pick up in fantasy, uh, you know what, I'll save it for the fantasy show. <laughs> That's going to be our new saying, you and me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going to save it for the fantasy show. <laughs> um, Nick, Chubb, and Cream Hunt, both very good. Uh, I love Baker. He can't make that mistake. And I don't think it was a mistake necessarily. Uh, I think he was getting dragged down as he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds. But, man, like I love you. you got to find a way to muster the strength to get that ball out of bounds. you got to find a way to do that, or you need to let it go of it earlier or something. Um, and I, I think Baker got a lot better from last year. I think he has made a jump. I think he has. I think it showed the other day. You need to to make the full jump, buddy. You need the you need to, the dumb plays got to go away. Like I, I don't need Josh Allen back there. I don't. I'll I'll take Baker Mayfield. Just don't be throwing interceptions. Um, and then onto the Chiefs. Um, fuck Travis Kelsey. Um, fuck Tyree Kill. Uh, Tyree most Kill of all, fashion. most of all, like and I, this is probably people will probably get mad at me for this. I don't. I mean, we'll fuck Patrick Mahomes for beating us. I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I'm done with his wife and his brother. Like his wife is super weird. Like I just don't get it. And she does weird and like cringeworthy things. And his brother might be worse. So like, I don't know when we've developed into the age where, Oh, my brother's an NFL superstar. So I can say whatever I want. Like, bro, shut up. I could probably beat you up. Um, but it, it was awesome. It, well, it sucked for me, but it was awesome. And I think you'll agree too. throughout the NFL fans being back was awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know how much you watched of the, if you watched any of the Browns Chiefs in the third and fourth quarter there, it was loud and it affected them. Um, so it is just so awesome that we have fans back. Um, also let's not act like idiots fans. Let's not start, you know, spitting on people or something like that. But, yeah, having fans back was awesome. Uh, and once again, I I don't understand how people like Tony Romo in the booth. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, I think he, blew, he busted his load in his pants when uh, Patrick Mahomes threw the touchdown pass to Tyree Kill. Oh, by the way, the ball was 10 yards underthrown, so – Okay, chill out about that. Um, I, I just can't do it. Like, from now on, if they're the game of the week and it's Tony Romo, I, I, I'll just put it on mute and listen to the radio. Like, I can't do it, Tony. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. You you sound like you're about to come every time you talk. Uh, you also sound like you just snorted 55 lines of cocaine. You're so excited. <laughs> um, you think you know what's going to happen every play, even though nearly every play you're proved wrong, um, bringing us back to – uh, last year's bronze playoff lost to the Chiefs where he said, oh, there's no way you're ever going to snap this for like five minutes straight, and then they snapped it. So I just don't get the Tony Romo love. Um, I will pay – I will get $100 to ESPN right now if they move Peyton and Eli into the booth instead of Tony Romo. $100. I, that's a lot of my money. That's so. a lot of my money. No, I, um, that's gonna come. Like that, the we already talked about Peyton and Eli's yeah. stream enough. I'm not gonna keep. I mean, 
we don't need to dwell on it because we're going to be able to talk about it next week because it's going to be awesome again. I, one thing I would hope they keep doing is like uh, you said, they had Ray Lewis on. I must not have been watching when they had Ray Lewis on. I was watching when they had Russell Wilson on. I think they need to keep bringing in guests because like Ray Lewis, that was clearly funny because obviously he killed Eli. And then it was also kind of funny with that. Eli and Peyton were almost like kind of hazing Russell Wilson. It was awesome. I hope <laughs> they bring on more guests like that. It, it, no, like, they will. I think that's like the premise of the show. They're going to bring on like an older player that's retired now, and then they're going to bring on a, a current guy to talk about the because that's like well acclimated with the league and to talk about that and stuff. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm definitely tuning in again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last thing about this one, uh, turn it, it's with the 17 game season. Uh, some Browns. It's a must win versus the Texans this week. You got to win. Um, you just, you just got to win, and I think they will. Um, but you, you got to win. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna hope that the Jets can find a way to beat Bill Belichick. I think you're Man. underestimating the Jets and overestimating Bill Belichick. He sucks. Uh, we've Man. run long. Uh, I'm just gonna go briefly go over the college football weekend. Well, we, could, we could do this on uh, Friday for oh, yeah, the betting that's and everything. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. Good. Good. Good idea, Tom. Good idea. I don't think I. That's what I'm here else. for. <laughs> I don't think I had anything else on here. Um. So we'll be back All Friday. Right, we can do our pick four. We can do our pick four. Pick four. Sitcoms. Sitcoms. Ooh. Do you want to go first? I do. I do want to okay. go first. I'm sure. Um, the office. Yeah, the office is solid. Um, I will go with friends. You took the office. There, there was only one other option. You like friends? Yeah, I like friends. It was good enough. I have better ones coming, but I'm starting off easy. I hate Friends. Like, I refuse to watch it. I think all those actors suck. <laughs> Fair enough, man. <laughs> um, so sitcoms, sitcoms. Um, oh, why can't I think of it? Uh, Modern Family. I like Modern Family. I do. Oh, good choice. Good choice. I am going to go with one of my favorites, my all-time favorites, Seinfeld. Oh, that's a good one, too. Seinfeld, Seinfeld is one. great. Yes. Uh, oddly enough, up until I was, like, 25, I, like, I never watched Seinfeld, like, didn't hate it, but they just had no, like, opinion on it. And uh, I was staying with my buddy one summer. I was living at their house, and they had all the Seinfeld, and we watched all the Seinfeld. Every time Seinfeld's on TV, I always turn it on. It's great. It's, it's uh, great. It's a great show. If you ever want to talk about like the guy who did it perfectly in Hollywood, uh, it was Jerry Seinfeld. It was Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he did his show. He knew he wasn't the funniest guy, so we had guys around him that were funny. And then once it ended and he knew he was uh, probably a billionaire at some point, he just stopped acting and like he just kind of does random stand-up. So if you ever want a guy that did it right, um, it's definitely um, – uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, all right. So 
this one's a new one. I really like it so far. This could also be changed by next week, though, so who knows. Uh, Ted Lasso. Okay. I have not personally watched it, but the people that I know have loved it. I <laughs> I yes, that's basically um yeah, and then I got like a free Apple TV for 5 months, so I've been watching it. It's very good so far. I've heard bad things about season 2 though. So oh, not very excited about it. Not fun. Um crap, I just had one. Uh oh, that 70 show. Another great one. I love that show. Did I throw that on on Netflix when I'm like doing something else? Like, is that show I'm, still on Netflix? I think so. At oh, least it damn! Used I didn't know it's still on there. Okay. I think I could check. Let me look. Oh, that's a good no, one. No, I for... at least I, I used to do that when I was like folding my laundry or something. You know, that show is just so so good. Love it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, except for the fact that you know Hyde is not a good person in real life, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, all right. All right. Uh, my final one, one of the greatest shows of all time, of all time. I think you people will agree with it. But with one of the worst endings of all time, How I Met Your Mother. I've watched bits and pieces of that. I've never sat down and started watching it. Uh like the show is great. All the, like the, their original, um, they're all good. It does kind of blend together at the end. The ending was just like, other than lost, I think people were, and I guess game of Thrones now too. People like how I met your mother fans, like petitioned to make them write a new ending because it was so bad. So, Oh wow. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's there wild. is an alternate ending somewhere. I just haven't watched it because I don't. Oh. I, I've already, I've already made my decision that I hated the ending, so don't need to, don't need to re rehash old, old props. All uh, right, is this, is this my last one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Best sitcom or one of the best sitcoms. The first four seasons, three or four seasons of Community. Because once Chevy Chase and Donald Glover left, the show went completely downhill. It was terrible. But so, the first four seasons were great. I need to watch Community because I've watched it. Oh, it's hilarious. But but it's it's the show after The Office went off Netflix. I was very sad, obviously. Um, yes. But that turned into my, like, I'll watch yes. an episode and then leave it on and let it go while I fall asleep and sleep. Um, so I don't really know at all what happens. I know the guy from The Hangovers in it, and he's really funny. And um, <laughs> he's yeah, great, no. bro. he's the best character by far. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't really like the guy or the the main chick either. I gotta say, they grow on you. You have to get through like the the introduction almost of the show. Like you know, where's that brief period where you don't really like anyone in the show. Like yeah. you have to just get through the character development to get to the point where you're like, okay, I mess with this show. <laughs> I, I will say about community, and then it's hilarious. Like it's great. Some of the uh, some of the best episodes, like I, original episodes, I thought were like the paintball one. Um, yes, oh, I, well, I think there were even two episodes. of those. Maybe there were like um, three. 
paintball ones. Yeah, the old guy is just awesome and creepy and weird, but he's awesome. Uh, the uh, the the best guy is the uh, what's his name? Ken Jong. No, uh, he is the best guy, but the other best guy, um, best friends with Donald Glover. Oh yes. Oh God, what's his name? I haven't what's watched this in like th three years. I know who oh, you're talking God. about. I'm looking it up. The the guy with the video camera and everything. Yes, yes. Um, a bed. A bed. Abed, yes. Abed year. Yeah. Abed, okay, yes. Cool. Uh, I also like the Dean. He's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> weird. Um, and then who's <laughs> and the other professor? He hits on the main there? character. Uh, the, yeah, uh, Professor Ian is funny, too. I like him. Yeah. Um, it's such a great show, man. I loved it. But, like, it definitely went downhill after Donald Glover and Chevy Chase left. Uh, same thing with The Office. I mean, The Office went downhill when Michael Scott left. Except for the last season. I loved the last season. I... One of my biggest quandaries in life is I hate Michael Scott so much as a boss that like, it's hard for me to take him out. Uh, honorable mentions, uh, family guy. I love family guy. Um, I also like American dad, but those are more just, you know, sleepy shows. Um, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Might be the best. I, I can't believe I didn't put this on there. It might be the best show ever made. I mean, if you have Family Guy, you have to have The Simpsons on there too. I mean, yes, it's I repetitive. I was Simpsons. Really? I, Interesting. Uh, and I also don't like Rick and Morty, and I don't like um, King See, of I the just, Hill. I love Rick and Morty. I watched the first two seasons, but like, I don't have Hulu, so like, I don't know how else to watch it. I mean, you could search it on sites. Like, I know, but like, that's you probably get a virus. That's all right, though. I do that for football anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that '70s show though. You, if you haven't watched that, you should watch that. That show's great. Uh, yeah, and Matt, the ranch is funny too. Like, again, goes downhill a lot, very quickly. But like the early seasons of the show is it's a good show. It's funny. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us today. Obviously. Um, NFL, we had a lot to talk about, so uh, we probably won't be two hours next time, but I will probably be an hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes because, I mean, we need we want to talk about every game. So uh, especially everyone likes different teams, so we want to talk about different games. Um, Fantasy show on Sunday. Yes, I know. Wait, Tom. Um, picks to lock in. I'm not going to do the OSU one right now. I would lock in the Cardinals minus four and a half over the Vikings. If the Bengals were able to beat the Vikings, I there's no reason to believe that they're that the Vikings defense can even stay on the same field as that offense. Um, but yes, uh, so Friday we have our my our pick'em podcast. Uh, we'll do our NFL picks, uh, and then I'll do my college time. We'll do some of the college. I won't have a 22 card or a 22. <laughs> 22 uh, play card this week, um, even though I did pretty damn well last week. Um, my overall record, I believe, in NFL and college overall is 26 and 21. And then just – I'm 3 and 3 in the NFL, and in just college, I think I'm 23 and 18. So I'm above 50%. Um, I wouldn't fade me yet, but it's definitely coming soon. Um, so definitely check out the Pick'em podcast on Friday. We have a lot of, 
lot, lot of uh, things to go over. Bama, Florida, first big game of the year. Um, so that'd be fun. But then obviously on Sunday, our big uh, Sunday fantasy show, uh, we had a couple good, great questions, good uh, people uh, uh, last week. Uh, we'd love to make it even more. Seriously, any questions, anything you just want to talk about, you want to talk about college football, post a comment. We can always do that. We have a lot of time to talk about pretty much anything that football related. So, um, but yeah, we, we did. It was great last week. Tom gave out some really bad advice, so that was a that was good. Um, but we're about to be better this week. Uh, I gave Tom, out. Tom will be better this week. I can't guarantee I will. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't give out the worst. What? I had some bad. I, mean, I had some bad choices. Sure, I, I, but I, I, I think if you looked at this season, like you're gonna look back at game one and being like. Starting Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson was a, like one of the biggest mistakes of your life. Right. And like mistakes happen. It's week one. We don't know what the teams are going to be. But like now that I have a little sample size people versus actual teams, I can. Yeah. Yeah. No, it around. We, this week's we, an outlier. I needed a tune up week. Yeah. Yeah. It, week one is always you got you got to get the feel. You got to get a, a feel yeah. for things back. So definitely we'll be live. What time did we, we start at 11? I think we started yeah, 11. at 11. We'll be back Sunday morning, 11. I'll obviously be posting stuff. I'll probably post a, our, a review of what we did last week. Um, I'll definitely cut in there that, uh, you know, Tom told me to start Russell Wilson over Aaron, or Aaron Rodgers <laughs> over Russell Wilson. But, no, uh, so we're really looking forward to that again. Um, like I said, pick and podcast, uh, 10 a.m. Friday. Don't necessarily need to watch that one, uh, but um, if you want my picks, uh, you can get them there or uh, Twitter me or whatever. I don't care. Um but Buy yeah, a hat uh, with my code. Sneaker oh, yeah, your code. <laughs> All right, Tom, do our ad. We should have done it at the beginning. Uh, it's fine. It's been there the whole time. Get this really cool hat. They have great quality stuff. It's fantastic. 15% off. Get it for cheap. Yeah. Uh, golf head covers. Golf head covers, hats, T-shirts, golf uh, towels, whatever you need. Yes. Um, so we, we do think sneakerhead golf. And, um, oh, yeah, uh, so I was really excited. Uh, Manchester United played yesterday. Real excited. They played Young Boys. Uh, it's a Swiss team. They're actually okay. They're not bad. Um, first half, 13th minute, Ronaldo scores. one nothing United. Awesome. Riding high. Um, then Aaron Wambasaka, one of our defenders, uh, got a red card, got kicked out. Um, it was a harsh red card, but I don't necessarily fully disagree with it. He came pretty hard down on someone's ankle. Um, they looked bad in the second half. Then in the 65th minute, young boys, uh, tied it up one-to-one. And then, um, obviously everyone knows. So you have stoppage time. You play 90 minutes and you have stoppage time. So this game, we had 90 minutes and there was five minutes of stoppage time. In the fifth minute of stoppage time, uh, Jesse Lingard from Manchester United decided to play a back pass to the goalie. Except it wasn't a back pass to the goalie. It was just a back pass to the other team, and they scored in the 95th minute. Only good thing about it, and this might shock you, Tom, uh, the guy who scored the game-winning goal, U.S. men's national team striker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan Pifak. So uh, he's actually pretty – he goes by Sabachu too, or Jordan Sabachu. He's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, very disappointed in that one. I'd go by Pifak too. 
I think it's got something to do with like his mother's maiden name. I don't know. Um, but yes. So tune in on Friday and then definitely, definitely tune in on Sunday. But like I said, we'll be giving updates. I tweet out probably once a day and Facebook post once a day about it. So uh, we look forward to seeing everybody uh, later this week. And um, other than that, anything else, Tom? Sco dogs. I mean, that's how we have to end it. Sco dogs. Sco dogs. This way. Sco dogs. Sco dogs. Horns down. <laughs>